0: barbers yo will what's What's up bro man we're back what a time to be alive. Bro, listen. We supposed to be live talking about sweets and whatnot, and I yeah. feel like the sweet gods or sweet devils, whatever we're going <laughs> to call it, bro, they try to stop it, bro. What's oh, up? The power was out or something?
1: Yeah, so in Atlanta, I just got the power back on at 7.50, so it, it went out about 6 o'clock, and i just been sitting here, so all my stuff, I had to get it hooked up to the charger, but – I think we made it just in time, man. We're going to have a good time tonight.
0: Yeah, perfect. Usually, guys, for those of you tapped in right now, me and Will will catch up for like, or me and whoever I'm I'm going live with will catch up for like 15 minutes before we actually go live just to make sure everything works and all that. And uh, yeah, there's a little power outage out there, but Mm -hmm. it's all good. We made it through. We're here, and we're going to discuss some Dang's, bro. Yes. Barbers, are y'all ready for the conversation? Let us know in the chat. I see Kyle's on here. Kyle said, "Can't wait for this one." Uh Jamie said, "What it do?" Tara said, "I'm Jamie, here for the live."
1: Up? Oh, y'all, what up, man? Stefan what up, y'all?
0: Yup, <laughs> yup. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. What's good, yo? Kevin said he got his popcorn ready for you. Will, that's for you. He talking to you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bradley says, "Know what it is for sure." uh, He says, "What they have to say." I I can't wait to hear what they have to say. Uh, I'm in a suite, and it's been the best decision of my life. Elevate cuts hair. Says we're gonna be watching live at uh, Beans Career Academy, which is pretty dope. So that's what's up, Beans Career Academy. That's what's up. A a barber school. So, Will, bro, they they say you um. You hate sweets, and they say I hate sweets, man. They say we're totally against sweets. What's your mm. thoughts when you uh, hear people say that?
1: Um, My thought would be that, that's just unfortunate. I do not hate sweets. I think short-term, they can be good. I just have a problem with it long-term because it limits potential. So i understand why people do it and i kind of want to tap into that first right because it's like okay where did the sweets come from you know i like to ask the question a lot of times right when we get to talking about this stuff is why a suite right so marv i think you asked the question this week like yo like what makes a person want to go into a suite right we had the dialogue. And there was a bunch of people in the comments this week and one of the things they kept saying was shop owners are greedy, bad leadership, bad ownership. I make more money in a suite. and you know, just those are some of the things that that came about. And I actually agree to some degree, right? I think if you're at a shop that has bad leadership, bad location, the owner is extorting you, you need a better option. So I totally get that. I just question after you do a suite, what's next? That's the big concern for me, because if you go to a suite and it's a one chair suite, your whole income is decided by one person. Right. And when you do that, it's like, okay, cool. I did it for five years. I did it for 10 years. I did it for 15 years. Your number is capped. Like if you take a vacation, you're always going to question that. Because you're gonna think, man, even if you're like, say you're a really busy barber in a suite, say you're dope, your clients pay you $100 a cut, you've elevated, you've scaled, and you're doing 10, 12, 13, 15,000 a month, right? And it's just you. You work five days a week, you're cutting 10, 12 people a day, 60 heads a week, whatever, right? Let's just say you're doing that. When it's time for you to take your family on a vacation, if you're doing three to four grand a week, Now, all of a sudden, it's dead while you're gone. If you, God forbid, got injured, your income falls off a cliff, like instantly. That's not a position I think anybody should want to be in for an extended period of time. I just don't think so. You know what I mean? So when I tell people like, okay, you can go to a a suite temporarily, I think you are put the ceiling on your own head. Well, people say, well, the shop I'm at is bad. Here's the thing I would say to that. You're probably right. But what I want to share with you is if the shop that you're at is dead and it's got bad ownership and it's not making any money and it's costing you money, here's what an entrepreneur would do. They would buy it, Mm. right? They would buy the business. Because if it's already producing some revenue, right, at least breaking even, because if it was losing money, the owner would be trying to close it, right? So if it's making a little bit of money but not really worth it, the biggest problem is not that clients don't want to come there because clients are clearly coming there if there's other barbers in there. The overhead is what it is, but the problem is that it's ran poorly. That's a leadership issue. If you change the leader, the trajectory of the business can skyrocket literally overnight. And then it makes money Day one, and you got it for a discount. So instead of running from a problem, I think barbers, we say, oh, I want to go to sweet because I want to be in control. Cool. But what if you bought the shop that was in bad shape? Mm. Now you got control and you take over something that somebody already built, like the grassroots of, and you make it better and you make money on the margin. Going to sweet is starting from zero. I don't know about you, but if I'm in business, I'm looking for distressed businesses. It's the same approach in real estate. You don't want to buy a brand new build. If you buy that, you pay top dollar for it. If you go find a property that's in distress or a person who fell on hard times and you make them an offer at a discount, the leverage in the situation itself gets you the deal. You buy the deal and then you make it better. That's how margin is made. So that's why I'm like, if you are at a shop that the leadership is bad and the barbers are getting on your nerves, because that's what I've heard the most, right, Mark? Can we agree there? That's what we hear the most. Like, I want to get away from these barbers. They're toxic. They're costing me money. The owner is greedy. If all of these things are true or the business is struggling, like most of them say, like, yo, I made more money in the suite than I did in the shop. If you bought that barbershop, you could change your life overnight if you're willing to grow as a leader And help those people on the team. See the vision and get better. That's the real problem here.
0: So Tara the Barber. uh, Mm -hmm. A lot of those examples that you shared. um, About you know. uh, 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 Being out of the shop. The money Mm -hmm. stops type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, His pushback. Is that. There have been more shops closing since COVID. Mobile barbers and sweet barbers are at its all-time high. All of these examples would be the same for a barber cutting in a shop, saving money for a rainy day or free uh, when you go away. Everybody isn't meant to be a shop owner. What's your response to that?
1: I, I don't necessarily agree with that under this circumstance. When you say everybody isn't meant to be a shop owner... Everybody isn't necessarily a shop owner because they haven't gone through the growth process of becoming owner ready. Everybody can be an owner. I hate when people say that, right? Because when you say somebody can't be an owner or they're not meant to be a shop owner, you're limiting their potential like crazy. I'm a person who believes in human potential. I think you can grow into any position you want if you're willing to do the work. When I started my first shop, right, I was 23 years old, right? At 18, I wasn't ready to be a shop owner. At 19, I wasn't. At 20, I wasn't. 21, I had to grow into that. And then even when I got into it, it was a whole lot more growth that had to take place before I was able to make one shop successful. See, most barbers, right? Marvin, you talk about this. They can cut hair good. So now all of a sudden they done stacked up some chips. They want to go open a shop business is about how you handle people not how well you cut see we get people get in the shop they get a bad taste in their mouth because their shop doesn't work or they don't make any money i've heard barber say that too well i go in a suite i own shops but it wasn't making any money i make more money in the suite you didn't make any money because you didn't know how to manage people mm. you didn't know how to recruit you didn't know how to run a business not because the barbers suck there's barbers on every corner right? There's barbers everywhere. You have to become a better leader if you're going to lead a successful business. But that takes personal development and work that most people don't want to do. We focus on the haircut, right? And we just think, as long as I do a good haircut, I'm going to make money. Okay. But imagine if you had 10 people making money and you got a piece of that. That's more powerful than working alone. I'm not saying that you can't work alone. You can, but understand you put a cap on yourself because there's only 24 hours in a day. You put a cap on yourself. So I'm just telling you, if you want to think bigger, you're going to have to manage people. I always hear people say, well, I don't want to deal with people. That's fine. You can do that. You cannot deal with people. But here's the problem with that your income is going to be capped. You can't work 24 seven all day. You can't, you'll pass out. And the power of owning businesses that make money while you're gone. If you've never earned that kind of money, you won't understand it. You literally won't. Like I can do over five figures a month off of shops. I don't even have to go to like that. Like That's power. I I don't care what suite you are in what city. You can't do that without being there. So it's not that I'm against suites. I'm just telling you, it's limiting your potential. I have a guy, right? I've known him for about a little over a year. And he was at a struggling barbershop, right? In the Houston, Texas area. And he called me, he said, Will, you're somebody that I kind of look to online, right? I've watched you for a while. I like your character and you tell the truth right so he's like i want to call you set up a call with you i said sure i said we can set up a call so he paid for a consultation call i said first thing i want you to do is i think his name is his name is chase but i think he's on this live right so
0: here's I what I this to- comment up on the screen right. and put, right. here's there's the- so much to learn in leadership and owning the shop so many life lessons and character builder and you're truly uh learn the structure of business and that's your template to repeat shout outs to chase in the building barbers
1: Right. So what I'm going to do, right? I'm going to tell y'all me and Chase's story, right? Because Chase can verify this. And when I tell you this, it's going to blow your mind, right? So Chase says, Sam, I want to set up a call with you. So I'm like, all right, cool. We get on a call on Monday, one hour call. Chase paid $200 for this one hour call. Now people say, wow, man, $200 for one hour. Like, man, I would never, but listen to the next 72 hours and then see if you tell me if it's worth it or not. So Chase calls me and Chase in the comments, he can verify this. matter of fact, you put him on live so you can see his face. So you don't think it's a fake comment, right? Here's the thing. Me and Chase got on a call for an hour. I told him write down 10 questions because I wanted him to get value out of the call. Right. So the first thing was, and I just seen a comment more. Somebody said, will you shut down your first shot? Will. Yeah, yeah, I'll get, bro, to, that. Bro, I'll get bro. to that. I'll get to that. I'm going to get to that in a second. Ain't nobody running yeah, from that. Yeah, yeah, so,
0: yeah,
1: so Chase got on, we got on the call. And Chase said, well, man, I'm at a shop and I'm really, really struggling. He said, man, the owner, I don't feel like he cares. He ain't really here. The other barbers, they just kind of doing whatever because they feel like he don't care. Then I'm in the shop. He's like, I ain't going to lie kind them. It's kind of toxic. And uh, I just don't know what to do, bro. Should I go get a suite? And I said, well, I said, well, what do you do at the shop now? he's like, you know, when something goes wrong, like plumbing or something, like I'm the one who fixes it. Like I'd be in there just cleaning up. Cause you know, this, this is where I work. And, um, you know I mean? I just don't think dude cares, man. And it's kind of frustrating, bro. I feel like the shop is going downhill, but you know I mean? I got clients. I really don't want to move. I don't know what to do. He's like, that's why I wanted to call you, bro. He said, I've seen a lot of influencer online, but you know, what I mean, nothing really speaks to me. It doesn't feel genuine. So I just wanted to, you know, what I mean, set up a call with you. What should I do? I said, Chase, bro. I said, um, how long have you been there? And he's like, man, I've been here a couple years since I came home. You know, what I mean, Chase was recently incarcerated and he and he came home. Right. And he was like, I just be kind of been here, just kind of building. I've built up. And uh, he's like, that's why I don't want to move, man. I'm kind of scared of it, bro. So I was like, all right. I said, well, here's what you can do. I said, how much is rent there? And he said, rent's like $150 a week. I said, okay. I said, your estimate on how much is the overhead there? And he was like, bro, I don't know. I said, well, call some shops in your area like you're recruiting, right? So I'm like, call some shops in the area or like call some real estate spaces just to kind of get a market rate of what it costs. And then tell me how much the square footage is. So he did all that, right? came prepared for Monday with that, right? So we talk about it and I said, Chase, Why don't you buy the shop from dude? He's like, man, I don't know, bro. He's like, I ain't gonna lie, man. I don't think I'm ready to be an owner. I said, well, why not? What makes you feel like that? I ain't never owned a shop before, bro. I don't even know what to do. I said, well, can you do basic math? He said, yeah. I said, well, let's run some numbers. I said, how much y'all charge at the shop? He said, well, I charge like 35, 40 bucks. I said, is that the going rate of the shop? He was like, yeah. I said, OK, cool. And rents 150. He was like, yeah. I said, OK, cool. That has room to go up. I said, so here's what you do. I said, how many barbers in there? So we did all the math. And he was like, yo, the owner, he offered me like twenty thousand one time. I thought he was just playing. I said, OK, cool. We ain't never giving him that. You said the business is struggling, right? He was like, yeah. He said, so what is it worth? Fifteen thousand to offer him that? I said, no. So we ran the numbers. I came down on the number and I said, Chase, offering seventy five hundred dollars. He was like, bro, he's not going to take less than 10. I said, offering 7,500 and he might take it because the business is losing money. You said he don't come around, right? He kind of wants to get rid of it, but he don't, nobody wants to buy it. He was like, yeah. I said, okay. Offering 7,500. If he comes up and goes with 10, we meet him somewhere around nine, something like that. So Chase can tell you if I'm lying. That was a Monday. Chase called me on Tuesday, the next day, said, bro, He accepted the offer for
0: $7,500.
1: I said, bet. I said, when you sign the papers, he was like, Wednesday. He screenshotted me and sent me the papers that he signed to take over ownership on Wednesday. Now, Chase has about six or seven barbers in his shop. And he's profitable on a monthly basis. And he raised his rents to $175. He might even be at $200. This was a year ago. So now he's getting six barbers, at least paying them $200 a week, paying an overhead that used to be manageable at one fifty, and he paid $7,500 for it and he's profitable. He can come out here to a class like me and Marv had back at my school. And that was the first time I met the guy mm. and Chase, you can tell me, Chase, are you glad that you didn't go to a suite or are you regretting ownership? I'll let you speak.
0: <laughs> oh, this Ball, yeah, a, Chase, leave a comment. Let let us know so we can pull it up um, on the screen. And and here's the thing: I want I want to make sure that we're very clear on because you you got like you know Tara is going hard. Shout out to Tara because Tara um, wants to open or go to his own suite. He's he's mm-hmm. uh, saying things like you know I know a shop owner that had nine shops in a pandemic happened and barber started doing other things and making moves and now he had to close out two shops. Barber's not around and all of that, right? And The one thing I want to add, and I think it's something that a lot of people haven't looked at, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of barbers are leaving shops and going to suites. Mm -hmm. And the reason they're doing it, again, is because of bad shop ownership, bad shop experiences, toxic barbershops, all of the stuff that's turning barbers off. So they're flocking to go to suites, right? Yep. But the one thing that I, I don't think people are thinking about is where are all the customers going, right? Because if you go on some of my TikToks or some of the viral videos on uh, Instagram where I'm showing you bad barbershop experiences, Mm -hmm. clients are having these bad experiences too, right? They're going to shops. They're like, the culture's trash. These barbers think they're celebrities now. They think they're rappers. You know, mm-hmm. I, I stopped going there. I went to a barbershop. No, no, no more going back. Right. Mm-hmm. And the common thing you're hearing from customers is that a lot of them are now starting to learn how to cut their own hair or they're going to super cut sports clips. Great clips. They love saying the little Asian lady. Right. They're going these places. Never in these comments. Am I seeing that these customers are flocking to barbers with suites? Right. Mm-hmm. So so it's it's something that I think barbers need to start thinking about. Right. Not necessarily saying, OK, um, when I'm in this toxic environment in th- this bad barber shop, my only alternative is to leave and just open my own suite so I don't got to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Why not start thinking about how you can make the shop better? better Better. make a better barbershop unfortunately the bar is super low right now bro it's low so you as a shop owner especially if you've been in a lot of uh uh, probably not a lot because most people give up after one or two shops but if you've been in a shop where it's just been a bad experience and you know everything that you didn't like about it why not be the person that creates the different experience You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on some of that, Will?
1: Yeah. So the thing is, is like when you see a business that's bad and struggling, in the business world, we call that low-hanging fruit. You take it over. (laughs) Like if there's shops in Atlanta, right? I I built a school now, right? So, I, you know, I got plenty of barbers that are going to be graduating within the next six months, right? They need somewhere to go. Both of my shops, booth rent shops, that people say aren't a great idea, they're terrible. I've been open for 13 years, and both of them are 100% full. Now, I want to address the comment. where You closed your first shop, Will. You're exactly right. I did.
0: Barbers, if you haven't already done so, make sure that you take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your Instagram story, man. If you're enjoying this conversation between me and Will Stam, and also make sure that you tag me and Will Stam in the share, so that way we can show you some love. And make sure you stop by the barber store as well. Visit it's Marvy Marv. So that way you can check out some of the cool barbering apparel that I have in the store and you can check out my interactive social media course, my booked up barber masterclass and all the free resources that I got for you at itsmarvymarv.com. Now, with that being said, let's get back into the conversation and let's hear Will talk about closing down his shop and opening a barber school.
1: But I replaced it with a school. So let's not let's not get go crazy now. I did close it. I was there for 13 years though. And the owner did not want to invest in the building. It got old and deteriorated. If you know anything about the real estate in the Atlanta marketplace, Atlanta in Midtown, where my shop was, the Upper West Side has went through gentrification. The owner came to me and he said he wanted market rate. I said, well, this building is not in market rate shape. I can't pay you this kind of money you know what I'm saying? Because if I charge barbers this kind of money, their expectations are going to be higher. And with the shape the building is in, it does not make sense, right? So I I was like, listen, this is no longer a good deal for me. It had nothing to do with, is the shop the right business model? This wasn't the right deal, right? So you have to get the right deal for your numbers to make sense. That's something I taught Chase on a one-hour call to get the numbers right. Once he saw the numbers, he was like, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. Let's do it. See, a lot of us at times, we don't understand the power of passive income because we've never earned it. If you earn it, it's no way you go away from that. You just don't. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, I did close my first shop right? I also, let me, let me break all of this stuff down to you. So you can understand why I speak so strongly about how I feel, right? When you open up shops, I've had three at one point in time through the pandemic. I had to close for 45 days. I lost $50,000 of my own money. Your favorite influencer shop probably closed. All three of mine stayed open well after the pandemic. You understand what I'm saying? So I closed the first one because of uh, the, the owner um, wanting market rate rent in Midtown through gentrification, it was too high. The numbers didn't make sense for me anymore. And I said, okay, I'm going to go open up a school because we know barbershops, you need recruiting, right? Then we also know this was a problem. See, we, I look at problems. Barber schools were an issue. I went and said, you know what? I'm not going to get online and be like, barber schools are trash. You need this and this and that. You don't have no video clips of me doing that. What you do have is video clips of me going and building one to solve the problem. I didn't run and said, you know what, these barbers is trash. Shop owner ain't worth it. Let me just go get a suite and cut hair. No, because I know when I get older, man, my wife wanna travel the world. I got three daughters that I want to I want to help build a life for. You know what I'm saying? Legacy stuff. Not not a one-chair suite. I've been doing it for 17 years. Most money I ever made. Okay. 10 grand. That's it. That's all you aspire to be. Okay. Maybe you bid more than that. Maybe it's 20,000. That's it. I'm talking $50,000 a months. You can't do that as a one man show, right? That's what I'm saying. We got to think bigger. Well, I'm going to go to a sweet dinner shop. It's like, okay, but that now you're dealing with a credibility issue because you're going to try to recruit somebody in your shop. And they're like, well, I'm going to go do a suite like you did. We can talk models, right? Booth rent model, commission model. People say booth rent don't make any money. Okay, cool. Commission model. The reason why I won't open a commission model has nothing to do with I don't like the model. It has everything to do with an integrity thing for me. I won't work in one, so I'm not going to recruit you into one. See, most people don't have that. Most people, oh, whatever makes money. Whatever's popping. Whatever's trendy right? Let me just get this bag right quick. You can get it for temporarily, but it's hard to maintain it long-term if you don't actually live out what you speak about. I built a farm system. I opened up a school. We're six months in. It's almost 60% full. No financial aid. I'm solving the problems that I seen because they were low-hanging fruit. We don't complain about issues as an entrepreneur. We actually look for them. Because we know if we solve the problem, we make more money. Go ahead. I love
0: that. Well, and and I just want to add a a couple things because it is very understandable why uh, so many people are leaving barbershops. So many barbers and wanting to go the the sweet route because they are frustrated, you know, and they are just struggling dealing with a very toxic culture that's being created. There's so many. Uh, greedy owners, so many mm-hmm. selfish owners, so many people that don't know what they're doing, and the reason why that happens is because, like me and you always discuss, the barrier mm-hmm. of entry to be a shop owner is is very e- easy. It's like yeah. not a you can just be a it's shop. It's just owner. get the
1: cash. Like get yeah. some credit, get a credit card, twenty five thousand, go buy some shopping, some stations and some
0: mirrors. Yes, yeah. there's literally no restrictions on entry. Yeah, so it, yeah. it leads to just any old body being able to open shops, right? Yep. And then mm-hmm. and then it leads to even shop owners getting to the spot where they're just like, this ain't worth it. Uh, I'm not going to do this no more. I'm going to close down, open a suite, best thing I ever did in my life, right? Right. And I get that thinking. I understand it, guys, yep. right? But let's be honest with each other. If you had the option to work in a one-man, one-woman, one-them, mm-hmm. whatever we're calling ourselves mm-hmm. these days, suite, right? Just you, or you could work in a barbershop
1: mm-hmm. with
0: you and you mm-hmm. had nine, ten other people working with you and you mm-hmm. were generating passing passive income off of them. Which option are you going to choose 10 out of 10 times? You're yeah. going to choose the one where you're getting the passive income, right? So then no the idea is, the the idea is okay. Well, if that's that would be the result that I would choose ten out of ten times if both of those were given. Why don't I learn the the necessary skills that I need to learn in order to create that? Why just run from the problem? One of the things I said to you the other day, Will, was mm-hmm. I think in a lot of instances, going the sweet route is the the mm-hmm. lazy person's mindset, right? right. And, and what I mean by that is that it's very. Easy to just say, you know what? I don't want to learn how to lead people. I don't want to learn how to manage people. I don't want to spend time trying to learn how to market a business and mm-hmm. and, and, and financial literacy. I don't want to learn those things, mm-hmm. right? But I want to be an owner. I just don't want to mm-hmm. learn the things that will actually make me an owner. So instead right. of me learning those skills, I'm just gonna go open a suite, right? Because right. then I could call it what I want. want. I get mm-hmm. freedom over my schedule, I get flexibility. Mm -hmm. Right. And now I'm my own boss. And it creates Mm -hmm. like this almost this 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 illusion that you're running a a business in a way where you're an owner. Right. Mm -hmm. You think you're creating some of these things that you would be creating if you were a shop owner, but you're not because Mm -hmm. now you're in a position like Will said on the last conversation where you're owned by the business you're not necessarily a business owner yeah, you're owned right. by the business where if you instead decided to learn some of these leadership skills learn how to manage people learn how to recruit people mm-hmm. learn mm-hmm. how to hire learn how to fire learn how to mm-hmm. train people if you mm-hmm. decided to say you know what, i'm gonna learn that five, 10, 15 years down the line who knows what you could have you could have multiple shops you could have you know i know shop owners that got seven eight shops ten shops hundred barbers Mm-hmm. They could take a month or two off and, and they're creating bread for themselves. For you, real. You know what I mean? So what are some of your thoughts on, on, on a lot of that? Well, I know you're ready to go off. So, Yeah, it's, it's, it's all
1: culture, right? So people say, well, barbers just leave the shop. Anyway, if people are growing, they're not going anywhere. People leave for lack of growth opportunity. This is why I always speak to leadership. When the leader stops growing, he has to stop leading, and see, a lot of times people, like, you. Get on, people own one shop, right? And then they sit on there about, oh, these people work for me. No, they don't. See, here's what a leader knows. A leader knows you work for them. I used to hate that. Barbers come Will man, I just want to work for you. No, you don't, bro. I want to teach you how to be independent, right? I want to teach you how to lead so you can lead. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I would say, I, like, okay. Here's the thing, right? When you think about somebody who works for you, right? If Marv worked for me, I'd pay Marv, right? If I'm in a booth rent shop, do I pay those people? No. Do they pay me? Yes. I work for them. I'm the one who picked the location, right? That creates walk-in traffic. I'm the one built the website. I'm the one property managing. Something goes wrong, I'm getting it fixed. I'm the one training personnel, Making them better, fixing their mindset, teaching them how to market, teaching them how to cut, training them, passing them clients, raising the bar, giving them opportunity. You understand what I'm saying? I actually work for my people. They don't work for me. I tell them day one, you don't work for me. They're like, well, I I, I just would love an opportunity to work for you. Listen, I stop on mid-conversation. You do not work for me. You work for yourself. Here's why that's so important, though. If you, if I, if I woke up every day and I said, man, I'm tired of working for Marv's Barbershop, it makes you resent Marv. Marv actually sacrificed to give me an opportunity. If I wake up every day and say, yo, man, I'm tired of working for Marv. Of course, you're going to fix your mindset because we can only see what we think. You're going to fix your own mindset to resent Marv. But if I say, yo, I'm about to go to the shop and build with Marv, it changes your whole perspective the whole dynamic we feed ourselves that we let clients go how long are you gonna keep working for this guy when in actuality you're not working for him nobody works for anybody ever i don't even care if you have a w-2 employee job you don't work for nobody you work for you you agreed to that salary you thought that was enough money to take care of your family you did that for you i bet you if they stopped paying you you wouldn't go Like we get this mindset, like we work for people. You work for yourself and your family. And if you don't think like that, you should start today because you'll feel better about the work you do and you'll ultimately do better work. We got to get out of this mindset thinking we work for people. Mm. You really don't. You work for you. And at a shop, it can become easier if you pick the right shop. People say, well, sweet, I'm I'm totally responsible for everything. It makes me have to man up. I don't want to be forced to do that. Here's why. There's a saying, right, that I heard years and years and years ago. You probably heard some of it, but I don't know if you've heard the last part of it. It says, "A smart man learns from his, from his mistakes. A wise man learns from the mistakes of others." Right? We've all probably heard that, right? But we forgot the last part. The wisest man of all learns from other people's successes. Mm. So instead of saying, well, experience the best teacher, I need to learn from my own mistakes. You don't have to do that. You can learn from other people's mistakes. That's cool. But why does a mistake have to happen for you to learn? Why can't you learn from other people's successes? That's why I believe it's key to work at a shop that's already successful. It saves you a bunch of headache and heartache and extra unnecessary work. We'll get on here and be like, all right, I want to do my own thing. But then turn around in the next breath and say, I wish I had a mentor. For real? People ask me all the time. they say, well, I want you to mentor me. I said, cool. Come get involved in my everyday life. It's free that way. I teach my barbers the the game plan, how to make six figures, what to do. Keep it simple. You understand what I'm saying? So we have to get to a point where we're developing the people around us. I don't want to be the only one on my team making money. That's why a bunch of them make money. There's a lady on my team. she had been with me three years. She was at Sport Clips making nine fifty an hour. This past year, she made ninety five thousand. Nine fifty an hour. She doesn't market. She just comes to work and she's diligent. It took her longer than most people, but she still did it. It's having an impact like that, changing fortunes for other people, just by guiding them in the right direction. That makes barbershop ownership worth it to me. It's no, it doesn't do me no good to be successful myself. That I mean, that's cool. But when you in, start impacting other people to make positive change, to grow, change their family's fortunes. One of my managers at my at my uh second or my third shop, she just bought a house Monday. Last Monday, she just closed on a house. My other manager owns houses. You understand what I'm saying? These people are going to next year after the school has a first recruiting class, I'm launching them into their own locations. I'm helping them get their own location. They understand the power. So it's just, I just think in all, in all of it all together, if we learn to become better leaders, we make a bigger impact. If you make a bigger impact, you get more money as the reward at some point individuals and competition will always remain at the bottom collaboration is what goes on at the top and we have to figure out a way to start collaborating with each other we're like oh no i don't want to pay this guy so i'm going to go pay some guy i don't know that's all ego sweet rent chair <laughs> rent is the same thing
0: yeah i love that it's like yo i'm tired that's what the client says right yo will why are you making Marv rich? You say right. you're making Marv rich. You can open your own. And they're like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to go open my own suite. So now instead of paying Marv the, the $200 a, a, a week, now right. they go pay the landlord of uh, the suite four dollars to 600 a week. Inside and sign a one-year year lease. Yeah.
1: And you can't teach them nothing about barbering. Marv can yeah. teach me marketing. Marv can pass me clients. Marv can add value to my life for that 200 but nah, let me get this $100 LLC. Let me post it on the gram. Let me put my favorite Kobe picture up. I'm in control now. I'm lit. When in actuality, you just built the casket.
0: Bro, and the one thing that don't get said out loud enough yeah. is that it's boring working in a suite. <laughs> Bro, it's boring. You just it's watch TV boring, all day. And, 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 and the people that work in the suite, yeah. They would tell you that. They do. I've, heard, like, I've seen some of them say jail. Feels like it, prison. It feels like a prison cell, right? It's right. it's boring.
1: And here's you know? here's the thing. Here's the thing I want to talk about too, Mar. I want somebody who had a suite and it didn't work. Where are they at? Because everybody was on my head yesterday when we posted this the soundbite of me saying people ultimately go to a suite to quit. Listen, of course you don't plan to quit. Right, I mean, I I thought that was a given. But when you go there and you realize it don't work or it's not what you thought it was, what do you do? Oh, you just
0: keep acting like it's lit, huh? Okay. And it's just like, guys, what you have to understand is I can understand why, to a degree, I can understand why some of you tapped in may think that we're anti sweet and the reason we're anti-suite mm-hmm. is because we're barbershop owners and we're mm-hmm. threatened that people aren't going to uh, want to work in shops because they're going to get their own sweets and all of this mm-hmm. stuff that uh, you, you guys may think from time to time. But I want you to understand is it, we are not anti sweet If you right. are a certain type of person with a, with a, you got a, a plan in order, you got your strategy down and being mm-hmm. in, in that suite is going to guide you there fine we're right. just if we're anti-sweet we're anti-sweet for the 95 percent of the barbers that right. say they want one thing and, and they'll preach they want this one thing and they're building this one thing and then they go to the suite and that creates the total opposite thing for them mm-hmm. it's like uh basio said the one time it's like people will trade in one problem for an even bigger problem. Yeah. So, so that's what we're against. If, if a sweep might work for you, it might, but ultimately it, it, you really got to ask yourself, what is the plan? Like Will said, what's the plan five years from now, mm-hmm. 10 years from now, right? Time is something we can't get back. Yeah, Once great. it's spent, it's spent. So if right. the ultimate goal is, let's say it's shop ownership, that's the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to waste years in a suite when you could just open the shop and 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 learn that way so you're now you're spending that time making the mistakes going through some of the struggles that you're going to have to go through to learn how to operate and now as these years are passing you're getting better and better and better and now you ultimately build that shop that's the ultimate result that you're looking to go to anyway that that's what we're saying
1: right and i and I, i think about it like this right like i'm like yo just from the barbershop ownership, I was able to go build a school that I spent a quarter million dollars of my own money on.
0: Hold on, Will. I want you to get back into it, but we got to salute somebody that had the courage, the courage to admit something like this. Because this is typically the type of stuff I'll see shout out my, to you, Mike. Right. I see this in my inbox. Me too, bro. It, but people don't say this out loud. Shout
1: outs to you, Mike. Right. And then here's the thing, Mike. I appreciate you, bro. And here's why. People, when they share their wins, they they impress people, right? Impress. We know a lot That's of the people are. that done, did that too. Right, exactly. Like we're like, oh yeah, look, got a hundred dollars, cool. Yeah. You you impress people when you share your wins, but you impact them when you share your L's. See, a lot of times we don't want to share L's. You know why? It's an ego hit. It hurts. I've seen a lot of barbers in Atlanta close their shops. None of them talk about it. Mm. Will Stan closed his shop. There's a whole video I ain't put down. told you the truth. So what happened? It's part of business. It lasted 13 years. I built an entire empire off of that barbershop. It was worth it to me. I made lemonade out of a lemon. Point blank period. Sometimes you're going to have to prune the tree, trim the fat, so to speak, get stronger. It's not always about being the biggest. Sometimes you need to be the leanest. And then guess what? If I want to open up another shop next year, I'll be right back because I ha- I went and built a farm system to people who would love to come work a part of the, a part of the pro fresh culture. They're learning every day. You're going to see the school sell out in 90 days. And let me guess that's luck too, huh? Is, is people are learning when you add value to people you'll make more money own a shop add value to your people they'll gladly pay you people know they got to pay rent it's called operating expenses it's part of the game but if i'm paying my money i want the most return on investment the most roi i want the most value so if i go work at Marv's shop marv can teach me how to market Marv already built the shop. He's got a reputation. There's clients that come in there purely because it's Marv's barbershop. I benefit from that. I heard somebody tell me like, well, that makes you lazy. What? Bro, listen, if I can get access to a game plan that's already working, which is called a blueprint, that's what I want. You know, when you build a real business, they make you get blueprints. (laughs) You have to have an engineer design your blueprints and get them approved. Because... When it's in writing and it's already done and it's a proven, if if it's proven and it's approved, it works. And you just follow the blueprint. People pay money to attend classes. You know why? Because people have a blueprint. They got results. Don't you want those? Nah, nah, I ain't taking no classes. I'm going to do this my own way. That's just foolish. That's ego talking. Ego is the enemy. It takes us the long way. That's the detour route. I want the quickest results. That's why I'll pay for it. I'll pay to go work at a successful barbershop. If that's what I had to do, I'm going to do that. You know why? Because it's going to get me my results faster. We can't get back time. Marv talked about that. So,
0: yeah, I love it. And and, and I want to speak a little bit on my homie K cuts hair. This is my guy right here. Um, He's dope. He says, suites aren't for everybody. I get that. I think it's about what people are trying to do. For example, I worked in a place right out of school that I was so toxic, I would have rather went to a suite, right? Mm -hmm. And I get that, bro. I get that too. a, a, A lot of why we're doing what we're doing is to try to help people understand that that doesn't have to be the only solution to the problem of working at a toxic shop. There are good barbershops out there, there are. And then uh, his next comment, which is great because he says, uh, now I went to a salon at a small and I've grown way more than I ever did at the last place. That was so toxic. Um, I don't have a desire to own a shop, though. I want to educate and get in real estate, which is great, too. But I want to point out where – you are now at a spot that is way better (laughs) and you're growing more. It's way better than that last toxic place. Mm -hmm. There's so many barbers nowadays who don't get to experience that because what happens is they go to one barbershop, maybe two barbershops, have bad experiences, and their only other solution now is, all right, well, shops, quote-unquote shops, they're all toxic, they all suck. Now I'm going to go to my own suite, not Mm -hmm. realizing that for a lot of them, not all of them, but for a lot of them, they're just creating a bigger problem issue down the line themselves down the line yeah. because they're not thinking that far.
1: Let me let me just say this. Right. Say the shop is toxic and you go get a suite. OK. Is that a 20 year game plan? You just going to make eight to 10 grand a month for 20 years? I mean, I'm just asking these questions because I I just want to know. Now, if that's what you want to do because you value peace of mind, by all means, go for it. You got your peace of mind. But we all have a limited time, right, to make the most of our gifts and talents. I'm trying to maximize that, not minimize it. Whatever I got to learn to maximize it. I open up one school and it turns into 10 schools. Cool. One school could be enough. A couple more shops could be enough. But I'm at the point now where it's like, yo, I just want to help my barbers who helped me build my business. I want to promote them and get them their own locations so they can walk lighter as they get older. I just I, I can't say it any more clear than that. A sweet to me just limits the earning potential. That's all I'm ever trying to say. And when your earning potential is limited, what do you do? You quit, man, to go do something else. That was the point I was making on the last slide. Is like after your income gets capped, you can't work more. You're going to keep raising your price, keep raising your price, keep raising your price until guess what? You start losing clients. You know, every time you raise your price, you, you lose some. So, so, like, if you don't have a way to generate more leads, like, in a really fast manner, you're, you could literally kill your business. You need leverage. That's all I'm ever saying. I'm never trying to just knock somebody on what they're trying to do. But I don't want you to be foolish because one of your favorite influencers told you it was lit. And then you seen him close his suite.
0: Nah, you didn't see him close his suite because he ain't post that.
1: Well then he ain't doing it no more. He went and did something else.
0: He ain't tell y'all that, whoever he is. You feel what I'm really saying? Like I, I
1: know barbers that have left my shop, gotten this sweets, and they don't cut anymore. Or they're doing the mobile thing. Suites was lit when it was a pandemic. People wanted privacy, but that wasn't. You can't, you you, you run a major risk when you go trendy. All right, this is what's trendy. Because trends change. Do they not? Core principles of business always stand the test of time. And I don't care who you talk to. Leverage is the key to creating wealth. Leverage. If you're a solo operator, you have no leverage. You know what I'm saying? And that's really what it comes down to. You have no leverage. Service to many leads to greatness. The more people you serve, the more money you make.
0: That's a fact. And and the one thing we have to, the, the, the thing we have to address and look at, right, is, mm-hmm. is, is this, that, we got to stop allowing ourselves to believe things based on such limited information. And what I mean yeah. when I say that is, guys, you'll work at one barbershop or two barbershops. Let's say even three barbershops. And then you'll say, all right, I'm not doing this no more. Whatever. I'm going to go to sweet route. Cool. If it's for you, it's for you. Right. But the problem is this belief then gets developed that there's just no good barbers out there. Right there, I I would like to open a barber shop, but I don't feel like dealing with barbers and dealing with people. Right, I I don't want to have to. There's nothing but headaches. Every shop I've been into was nothing but headaches. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, why not take a step back and say, okay, what if, what if I learned how to be a better leader? Yeah, what if I learned how to manage people. What if I learned mm. how to become a better communicator? What right. if I learned how to recruit, how to hire? What if I learned some of these things? But well, no, well, barbers would rather just learn how to do a blurrier fade. Yeah, learn. Barbers will want to learn how to do all the sectioning from the UK stuff than do all of this crazy stuff. They'd yeah. rather learn that. They'd rather spend all day on YouTube trying yeah. to get their fade blurrier and blurrier and blurrier. Instead of learning skills that can skyrocket their income. Mm-hmm, Trust me, yeah. if you learn how to be a leader, you learn how to hire, how to how to um how to manage people, you learn those mm-hmm. things, those are significantly higher paying skills than blurry yes. fades, guys.
1: Yes, they are. And it's crazy, right? Manage people has like a nasty stigma. It's not manage, it's communicate with. See, most times, right? People say, oh, this and this and then relationships don't work because of money and all this. Relationships don't work more often for communication about money. Communication is the key. A lot of friendships go foul based on communication. People say, why didn't you just say that? We don't communicate well because it's not taught. When you've been to a, a a barber event where they teach communication and leadership, ever been one? I'm not going to one to teach unless that's what we're teaching on because it has to be part of it. It has to be. We'll do barber battles and competition, but all that does is create jealousy and envy and division. You know what's crazy? You go to a barber event, all the people hosting a barber event are partnering with people, all the people going are competing with each other. Make that make sense. Mm. Ah, we have to start collaborating. Versus competing.
0: Well, I want to uh, uh bring up something that you actually shared in our conversation. I want to yeah. list the list out, and then mm-hmm. I want to hear your thoughts on on some of it. All right, but mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, in our conversation, you know, we've been having this conversation for a little bit, so you tend to start yeah. to hear a lot of the same things repeated. So you mm-hmm. sent me a list of mm-hmm. some of the myths of sweet yeah. ownership and, and, and reasons why people go into sweets. And mm-hmm. uh, again, I'm going to read what you said to me. And then I want to mm-hmm. hear your thoughts on whatever one stand out to you the most. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the first thing you said was that people think I can charge more because it's private. You said that's a lie. That is a Second, lie. You said <laughs> people say that I like it in most instances, not necessarily true. Uh, the third one you said is I don't have to deal with shop drama, which is valid. The fourth yep. one you said is that they are now the owner, which you said is a lie. Um, mm-hmm. Then you said it, it does take a lot of work, but if you have clients, it's better. And you're just confused, like, what are we even talking about? Mm-hmm. The other thing you said was they think that I can now do classes. Mm-hmm. The other thing you said is they now think I can sell retail, mm-hmm. which you said you can do it at shops too. Yeah. And another one you said is that I'm making more money than ever I ever made. And you mm-hmm. said that a suite has nothing to do with that. Right. You also say that they say, I can create content. Mm-hmm. Your response is, you can do that in a shop too. Mm-hmm. And then the last one that you said is, I have a couple chairs in my suite. And you say, okay, bet. You like the uh, barbershop model. And then there's actually one more you said, that my clients like it better. And you said, that's a lie. What are yeah. some of your thoughts on what you said? I believe all those to be true.
1: I believe every single one of them to be true. People say, well... The, the toxic shop drama, I get it. That's valid, right? I even admit that. Like, if you're in a toxic situation, you have to remove yourself. If a suite is the short-term answer for that, cool. It's just, okay, what do we do now? You understand what I'm saying? So it's like, we got to get back to creating passive streams. Otherwise, you're going to get old and your business is slowly going to deteriorate. And I just don't think that's attractive for a quality lifestyle right then people say well my clients like it better clients been going to barbershops forever they really tell you that because they don't want to make you feel bad right Mm -hmm. people come for the barbershop culture as long as it's not toxic toxic i get i get you that all day long people say well i want to work by myself it's like okay but why did you get into barbering in the first place right people say things like well you know, I'm making more money than I ever made. The suite doesn't have anything to do with that. If you put some work in at the barbershop, you'd make more money too. Wherever your focus goes, things grow. People get a suite and they're like, oh, now I'm about to grind. But if you said, I'm at the barbershop, oh, now I'm about to grind and actually did the work, the results are probably similar. You see what I'm saying? So it's just like people say, well, oh, I can charge more because I'm in a suite. I charge $100 a cut and the person next to me charges 40 just is what it is. Skilled barbers will always be in demand. If you have skills, you'll always be in demand. Always. So whether you're in a suite, a shop, in your basement, garage, bedroom, kitchen, neighborhood, where, wherever you are. If you have skills, you'll always be in demand. But that still doesn't solve the problem for you, which is long-term. What are you going to do?
0: Hmm. Yeah. And, and, and one thing I want to uh, uh, tap in on, too, right, it, because I seen mm-hmm. a comment come in from my homie again, Kay Cutts says successful sweet owners I've met have been in the industry for at least 15 years or more years. I can name you two now. Maybe uh, ask why they chose that route. Right. And mm-hmm. that led me down to uh, uh, wanting to talk about one of the comments I screenshotted where somebody commented and said, bro, some of the biggest barbers in our industry have suites. Right. And mm-hmm. then he said some more but he caught me at some of the b- biggest barbers in our industry have sweets. Mm-hmm. And, and and I commented back and I said um, your first sentence is one of the biggest errors in thinking we currently have. Some of the biggest barbers in our industry have sweets. That's the problem because barbers see that and think that because those barbers have sweets, it's a great idea for them to open one. Not understanding they're missing all the context that has positioned those barbers To be able to be successful having sweets. Mm -hmm. And that's what's lacking because even when me or Will will make a comment, right, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, about this, you will Mm -hmm. get the people that have been in in the industry Mm -hmm. 15, 20 years coming in and defending Mm -hmm. certain ideas. and, Mm -hmm. And the beginner barbers or newer barbers or barbers looking for guidance see these comments. And they see them at such face value that mm-hmm. they ignore all the context or just are simply unaware of all the context that goes into it. So when mm-hmm. you see somebody like Los Cut It, for example, that mm-hmm. I know him, he has that dope content creation space that's fire mm-hmm. where he does a podcast out of, he does his photography, mm-hmm. he holds classes. He's got a couple other chairs in there. So basically it's like a small shop, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he's got a lot going on in there. Mm-hmm. People see that and they're like, yo, Los is doing that. I want to do that. But what you're missing, I discussed mm-hmm. this, and we discussed this a little bit on the last conversation. Mm-hmm. Los has been in this game 20, 25 years, but right? He's yeah. got other streams of income from
1: companies. Right. Like That's, where, like I companies That's where I was going. That's where I was going.
0: He's in a totally different space. So, for a new barber just mm-hmm. graduating school, or a new barber mm-hmm. six months into the game mm-hmm. uh, at a toxic shop, wanting to leave a mm-hmm. toxic shop because they came across a mm-hmm. couple of Los of videos where he has his dope content creation st- studio and thinking mm-hmm. you're just going to be able to replicate that. Yeah. That's what we're trying to help you guys avoid. We're trying right. to give you guys the context. You know what I'm saying? Right. And
1: I and I would say, right, and I don't know Los, so I don't want to insult in any way, right? But I would say that he is more of a content creator for these big companies than actually a full-time barber.
0: Absolutely. He, you know 100%. I'm saying?
1: so his job, like his the way he makes money has changed. I don't like the word job. The way he makes money has changed. He does haircuts for promotion for new tools that he probably is partnered and gets a percentage on. So it's a multifaceted operation there. That makes sense. I wouldn't even call that a suite or a barbershop. That's a headquarters, like he calls it. Facts. You feel me? So that's a wild exception right there. You know what I'm saying? Like that's 1%. He's phenomenal at what he does. Like, don't get me wrong, he's phenomenal. But it's content. He's a part of multiple brands. I think Babalus and the uh, level, level 3, three. he travels. Them companies pay right. him to promote them products and create them dope videos. That's that's where his bread is buttered. The chair is just something to do as far as content. You understand what I'm saying? He's, he's probably at a show every other week. He's never really there but he needs that to create his content that he gets paid from. So he's like a, he's an anomaly, bro. Like you can't even really count that as somebody like, Oh, I want to look up and do that. He's been in the game 15 years. You understand what I'm saying? Like that he's on the tail end. Like he's part of companies that promote products and all that stuff. Like that's not barber sweet Like that's a headquarters. Like he calls it. He knows what he's doing, man. Dude is dope. And his yeah. stuff is top notch. Like, I mean, I I haven't seen nothing that's not a one from him since I've ever heard of him. So that's you know, what I mean, that's that's an anomaly, man. That's not you know, what I mean, that he how his bread is buttered is not with cutting hair. It that's that's so minuscule to him at this point.
0: Yeah, and I always make the argument in some conversations I have that I think, you know, shout outs to those because I think as far as just overall creator, artist, and barber, he's like mm. the top in the game. So, no question. No, there's, there's nothing, no. bro, there's nothing he can't yeah. him, do. Him and, him
1: and, um, him and like, Rob, the original, as far as, like, art, they're, like, two of the most dopest people I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, you know, but, but see where Lowe's— L- low he also does the videography yeah The, photography, exactly. the bro he's just yeah. he's different you yeah, know so you see true, so many barbers true. looking up to like people like him and, and, yeah. and it's like all right it, it's great to look up and or or be inspired by people like that to be able to achieve that but to right. think that you're going to be able to now open your spot and call it marvin right. marv headquarters and right. do what he's doing six months out of school a year out of school it's the probability is significantly significantly low and
1: then and then and then and then i don't know if this is fact or not but i think when i first got into it wasn't he a barber at like official cuts he was for a long time another another shop right like that's where he got his name from and then as he started partnering with brands and stuff then he did that but it's a headquarters vibe so like that that's an anomaly like that dude is dope as hell you know what i'm saying like that's a one percenter right there like from just a talent level and the things that he's been able to do like it's a reason why he's in the positions and got the opportunity that he's gotten he's he's phenomenal but for the average barber that takes years to accomplish
0: barbers we're an hour into the conversation man and you're still here still rocking with us so I know that that means you're enjoying the conversation. So if you haven't done so already, make sure you share this with a friend or somebody in your life that you feel like will get a lot of value from this conversation. And make sure you take a screenshot, share it to your story tag me in it, tag Will in it if you haven't done so already, and stop by the barber store, man, check out some shirts, we we got some cool shirts, I got some hats, I got trucker hats, I got dad hats up in the store, you're gonna love the barbering apparel at itsmarvymarv.com, and also check out my interactive social media course too, guys, you guys say that you want to step up your content, grow your social media, grow your business, grow your brand, make sure you check out my interactive social media course as well at itsmarvymarv.com, now, let's get back into the convo.
1: And a sweet, I don't know if it does that for you. If it does in 30 years, hey man if you want to invest 30 years for a possibility? By all means, knock yourself out. I ain't gonna stress myself out trying to stress you out. What I'm trying to do is give you valuable insight and valuable game, you know on how to build a business. Like I'm 37 years old. I will never have to work again at 40 doing it the barbershop booth run away. Like it just, I'm just trying to share some real, authentic, transparent game. Successes and failures. When I first opened my first shop, I wasn't a leader. I struggled my first year. When I started reading and studying leadership, I started to grow. I was attractive as an owner. I put my team's needs in front of my own. My business expanded triple, three times. Then people said, Stan, man, you're really good at teaching because I was teaching my barbers out of necessity to train my own personnel, to save my own reputation. I discovered I had a skill to teach. I went and taught at other schools. They weren't up to speed, didn't care as much as I cared. So I said, I didn't say, oh man, I ain't working to be no teacher. They don't get no money. I said, no, I'm going to work in here. I did two one-year terms at two different schools, sacrificed time away from my family, put the work in. And then built a school, you know, just to help other barbers grow and develop. That's what the leadership does. It allows you to attract people. Right. You, I always, I always hear people say, oh, I'm, I'm chasing down this money or I'm on a paper chase. You cannot chase money. You only can attract it. The winners win, the losers lose. A dog chases his tail until he gets tired. And that's what I think so many people are doing. You have to understand how it works, not just how you think it works. And I, and that's why I tell people, like, you, you need to go learn from somebody who's really been successful. That is hard. You know, I didn't have a mentor when I got into barbershop ownership. You know where my mentors were? Books. I had to read. I had to learn. I had to attend conferences outside of my industry to learn what it takes to run a high-level organization. There's not really many barbers at these barber shows doing that. It's, hey, buy this clipper. And then I want to speak to this, right? There's a lot of influencers, right, who are barber influencers that work for companies that have suites. Their money comes from them companies. They're glorified employees. Let's just call the spade a spade. They have a suite to give them something to do when they're not at a show. They don't have time to manage a shop. Cause the leader has to be invested if he wants the team to be invested. So those guys are the ones you are guys and girls, whatever it is. I'm not trying to insult nobody. They are the ones promoted the most. They're on all these brands pages and they have suites, but I don't know what that looks like in five to 10 years. If them companies decide somebody else is hot now, we need to make a shift or an adjustment. They're employees to some degree. And they're sacrificing their own businesses for an opportunity that will, when the results come in, we'll see, you know, and they have suites because they can make a little bit of money on the side. It's like a side hustle for them because their main hustle is flying in and out of town every two weeks or once a month for barber shows and selling clippers. Their way of making money has changed. Don't buy that and think that's the move. Because I think you'll see some of them close because if you're on the road all the time and you're making money there, what are you paying for a suite for? Doesn't make much sense. So it's just you, you have to look at the whole picture. And when you understand business, I can see something that's working and not working.
0: Mm-hmm. So. And I want to speak, Uh, and you can share thoughts after I, I speak on this too. Uh, ben the Barber uh, has tapped in. He says, subjectively, your points are valid. They are just not true for everyone. The independent studios are great for some, but uh, what is the goal to get? barbers to steer away from studios so first off i agree subjectively Mm -hmm. points are valid they're just not true for everyone i agree the -hmm. independent studios are great for some i agree but what Mm -hmm. is the point of uh what's the goal to get barbers to steer away from studios is the simple fact that again i make Mm -hmm. this claim with full uh fledged belief in it that Mm -hmm. sweet ownership is terrible a terrible Mm -hmm. idea For 95% of beginner barbers are barbers without a clientele. So they're the people that... I'm trying to steer away from just jumping into suites because they have seen a couple cool videos online of people saying he paid me two hundred fifty dollars for this cut or uh, content creators make cool content in their suite. So now they jump into a suite thinking that they're going to be able to replicate that, not mm-hmm. understanding all of the context and all of the additional stuff that comes with it. They're the ones that me and, and people like Will and Chris Basio, mm-hmm. we're trying mm-hmm. to give them. Uh, 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 the total picture so that they can see the pros and they can see the cons. And then they can make the decision for themselves based on what Mm -hmm. they feel is best for them. When Mm -hmm. you're somebody like me or somebody like Will, right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I don't say this to try to be Mr. Big shot. Some people misinterpret this and be like, Oh, you think you're better than people? No, I I say this because it, it hopefully helps you understand my perspective on this. I've been traveling this barber circuit for years I'm actually in the trenches with the people. When you're at these barbering events and you see Marvy Marv, am I walking around clicked up with the the IG barbers and stuff? No, I'm there with my wife. I'm there with my kids. I'm at my booth. I'm hanging out with Will. I'm walking around with the people. So I say that because I'm having real conversations with real people in real life right? And Mm -hmm. I'm an influencer, quote unquote. I'm a content creator. My inbox blows up every single day. So what I have heard time and time and time again are the horror stories of Mm -hmm. people making some of these mistakes that me and Will are trying to get people to avoid. So it's easy to go online when you've had success in a suite and talk about your success in the suite. It's not as easy to go online when you haven't had success in a suite. And talk about you not having success in, uh, in a suite. It's also mm-hmm. it does it just it doesn't feel good. So rather than people just commenting that, what mm-hmm. will they do? They'll come in my inbox. Yo, thank you for bringing up this topic. Yeah. You know, like uh, I was in a suite for like two years. I hated it. I felt like a prison. You know, all yeah. of the stuff that people say. So. People like me and people like Will get to be the voice for these people and and and, yeah. and and share the 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 cons along with the pros and the horror stories of it all. So when yeah. you ask me who am I trying to steer away from studios, if I'm trying to steer anybody away from studios, it's the people that. Uh, that look to me for guidance who are looking Mm -hmm. for a certain thing and me being a probability guy know that Mm -hmm. the probability of them getting that thing that they're looking for is a lot lower when they jump into a suite early on in their career
1: Career. yeah and and we just want people to know what you're choosing just know what you're choosing you know so it's just like if you're if you're choosing that solo route you're 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 capped there's only so much money you can make in a day When you're by yourself. I mean, it just, it just is what it is. Like I I can use the McDonald's example, right? People can say what you want about McDonald's, but they're on every major corner, every major real estate, every major exit. They're there. They don't have the best burgers or fries and make some referring machines always broke, but they have so many locations. Even if they sell a little bit, they make a lot. And that's the whole goal here is creating leverage for yourself. It just, so being a solo act is cool if that's what you want. I'm not trying to take a person out of a suite that's a solo act. If that's what you want, that's cool. You want to work by yourself. You enjoy being by yourself, just you and your clients, cool.
0: You ain't concerned with making passive income through that, through the industry, barber industry.
1: Right, exactly. If that 10 to 12 grand is all you need, Your area, your market is different. That's all you need to live a good lifestyle, take care of you and your family, and you cool with working five days a week, great. I want you to do that. I don't want you to be somewhere you don't want to be. But if you're the person who before the pandemic was like, yo, I'm trying to get from behind the chair. I want passive income. I want all this stuff. And then you tell me, yo, I own a suite. I'm sitting there like, bro, this can't make sense to you. If you want passive income, this cannot make sense to you. I remember there was like an era of barbers. Like, yo, get from behind the chair. Like, let me teach you how to level up. Where's that energy? I don't see it no more. Right? Now it's like I own my own suite. See, people think you own the suite. You don't. You're renting a cubicle. Or well, what's the difference, Will, renting a chair in the barbershop? It's not much difference other than learning how to run a barbershop if you're in the right situation and getting leads for for, for basically the same amount you would pay for no leads. Culture, growth culture, anybody who worked with me, man, has, has, I add value to them every time I see them.
0: And the fact I I want you to make sure you add the fact that if it's not working, you can leave the shop (laughs) where you might be locked into that two year, five year, I don't know how many years y'all be signing for lease. You're locked in. It's not as easy to just say, all right, I'm done. I'm going down the street to the next shop.
1: Right. And it's like signing a lease like five years, two years. And you're the only person responsible for that, bro, that is dangerous. It's dangerous. If something were to happen to you, you owe that. And them people with them lease companies, they have no attachment to you. They're in the real estate business. They got you on a lease. I need all my money. You don't even know them. You don't even have a relationship with them. You signed on lease day and it's the last time they talk to you. Once they got that lease, they don't have to talk to you. They don't owe you nothing. So, I mean, I just, long-term, I just, I'm not a fan of the business model long-term. And I think if you understood that owning a barbershop is like owning an apartment building and you got a percentage of everything, whether it's a booth rental type Bob or a commission type Bob, and you paid the overhead and there was money left over. Like just imagine this, right? Owning two barbershops, right? It was crazy. I was doing my reports. Every day. I sent it to Mar and doing five figures a month on two barbershops that I go to one once a week for 4 hours on a Saturday just to cut some of my clients. Imagine getting a $10,000 a month social security check. How would you feel? Cuz that's what it feels like.
0: Mm.
1: Every month, on the first, $10,000. Plus what I do cutting hair, plus anything else I do. It's just real power, man. So that's it 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 provides you a level of peace that if you don't have it, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People yeah. stress out because of lack of money. Like, yeah, okay. I got to deal with some barbers here and there, right? Okay, cool. But you got to deal with problems here and there anyway. Yeah. You're dealing with people. People make your life great or they make your life miserable, right? So it gets me to my point about shop ownership, right? You hire character, you train skill. Mm. If you hire character, you don't have as many problems, you can train skill. It's what good businesses do. They hire characters, they right? Make you fill out a resume. They're going to train you on their system. They don't care about all that other stuff. They want to see what you've completed. Because if you completed certain things, you've been loyal to certain degrees at certain companies, and you've done excellent work, and you have good referrals. You know what that's a sign of? Quality character. That's what they're buying. They're buying the person. They're going to train you on the job. They've been doing that all forever. When you get a new job, what do you do? Oh, I'm in training right now. So when they hire you, what are they doing? They're searching for character. You go to two and three interviews because they're searching from character. Barbershop owners, oh, you got a license? Come on. Oh, you ain't got no license? Oh, you got clients? All right, come on. But then when you get all the toxicness, you blame the barbers instead of blaming your hiring process. Mm Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I had a guy that was toxic in my shop. I called a meeting right after. I fired him. I called a meeting right after. And I said, listen, y'all, I'm sorry. I want to apologize. I said, because, yeah, he acted up. But I let him in the door. It's my fault. It won't happen again. Here's the changes I made to the hiring process. I'm not doing that no more. I don't care if you have a license. So now, when people try to get hired at my shop, I send them through hoops. I want to see if you can show up to two separate interviews on time. I want to see if you tell the same thing to my manager that you told me. I have a questionnaire that based on the results and based on the answers determines whether we hire you or not. Because I had to study business models that work and how to identify character. Once I get those answers, then we decide if we want to let you in the door or not. Because see, you hire slow and you fire fast if you want to build culture. And then here's a funny thing I learned about culture when you have replacements, people get they act together. When you don't have replacements, they have leverage. They start cutting the fool, doing silly stuff because they're like, oh, he need me. But I tell you what, you fire a person who act like that quick, it sends shockwaves through your entire business. Mm. Business is about culture. Leadership. That's what makes a barbershop go. Leadership and marketing. And then if a barbershop has been around for years and is under quality leadership, the people who've already been there love going there because they love the culture. So now the new person gets the benefit from a shop that's been around 10 years. Because people do what their habits do. If they got a habit that they drive past here on their way to work, they're going to keep going there. People don't change habits just because. They change habits when they're forced to. So we got to get better as leaders in this shop owners. That's what I teach barbers. I don't I mean I teach barbers at the school how to cut hair, but I teach my people on my team to be better leaders. All my barbers, man, we we're reading the same books. I'm 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 training them to, you know what I mean, be better people. That's what we need. We need better people. The barbershop's always been a staple in the community. Right? You need better people, not better barbers, better people in the barbershop. That changes all that toxic stuff. I mean, it's been around forever. Together, everyone achieves more. But you got to have better leaders. The world is struggling right now because we don't have quality leaders. Better leaders build better businesses. It's really that simple. But it's not so simple because you have to do the
0: inner work. Absolutely. And that and that is it, man. It's we got to do the work. We we just we develop these beliefs based on such limited information. We work at one toxic shop where there's been a bunch of barbers coming and going. It's just been a bad experience. And then we leave from that shop, go to a suite and say, yeah, I don't want to open a shop because I don't want to deal with all of the toxic and annoying. Bro, (laughs) you can be better than that. Right. Mm -hmm. You can have a better hiring process. You can be a better leader. And the problem is so many of us are just so glued to our phone that we Mm -hmm. forget there's a a world that actually exists outside it. That's why I've been on the whole kick. Just go outside and look around. Look at people touch some damn grass because you'll get online and you'll read all these comments about no no barber want to work. Don't no, no barber want to do this and that and the third. Mm-hmm. And I want to mm-hmm. hire all these lazy people. And right. I can understand that perspective, sure, because there are people mm-hmm. like that. But at the same time, you got tons of barbershops, thousands of barbershops in existence, right? From yep. just the barbershops me and you would open to the right. sports clips, to the super cuts, to the great clips. They got people there showing up to work every day. They got and, people showing and, up. And, and let me and let you me can explain. have those same people coming to you if if we change the way we hire, change what we look for, and everything ain't based on putting out the blurriest fade, bro.
1: Right. Let me let me tell you the real game. Right? I opened the school. You know how many emails I have from the big chain brands that mm. are like, hey, we would love to set up an interview. Um, can we come talk to you about some of your recruits and show you what we have to offer? Do you think a barbershop owner sends an email?
0: Yo, how many you got no. from barbershop owners in Atlanta?
1: None, except for Sport Clips, Super Cuts, a spot out in Buford, Georgia. I don't remember the name. Don't get me to pulling up my email. Well, yeah, we have five locations in Buford. We have six locations in Alpharetta. We'd love to set up a call with you. To let you know about our offerings. Recruiting process. Recruiting process. So when people tell me, oh, barbers, I don't want to deal with all the barbers. Go to the school. You so nice. Why don't you volunteer once a week? At a school. Oh, well, you're only saying that because you own a school. No, I did it. Four nights a week on top of a full schedule. Sacrificing time away from my family. Because I knew I wanted to open up a school one day. You know what barbers wanna do? Yo, bro, can I come, you know what I mean, recruit? No. I own barbershops too. I'm gonna let my competitor come sit in my front yard off of something I built. Don't want to offer me nothing. Come on, fam. I'm not doing that. You wanna play ball with me? We gotta talk business. I need to benefit as well. I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna bring my value to the table. I got people say, yo, Stan, man, where you gonna let me get on stage? What you gonna do for me? I spent a quarter million dollars on that stage. What you going to do? I'm going to come let you talk crazy for free. Nah, bro. Come on, man. If you don't have a farm system, build one. Recruiting every major business in the world. Here's what taught me this, though, bro. I'm going to tell you, I was at a gala. I was at an event. I was volunteering. I paid money for tickets to help support a, a charity. It's amazing how when you give, you get gain. But that's a story for another day. Right. So I was at a gala and there was a lady there. I was like, Hey, you know, I'm just talking politicking. And I'm like, what do you do? She's like, I work for the Atlanta Braves. I was like, wow. I was like, that's dope. I'm like, what does that consist of? So she tells me like, yeah, I'm over this and the youth programs. And we try to reach out and get kids invested in baseball and this and this and that. I said, interesting. I said, so you work for a fortune 500 company, like the Atlanta Braves. We're in Atlanta, Georgia. What is their main strategy? Fortune 500 company, unbelievable organization. What is their main strategy? She said, well, I'm going to be honest with you. She said, the the Braves aren't worried about the 40-year-old. He's been a Braves fan his whole life. They don't have to convince him to go to the game. He's already going. They want to get the five-year-old to put on a baseball glove and pick up a baseball bat. Because if they can recruit them into the sport of baseball, their business is safe for the future. And I had an aha moment. I said, if I want to build my barbershop and have it outlive me, I got to recruit people into barbering, showing them the potential of what can be done. So that's why I make the moves I make. They're strategic. I didn't go online and cry. (laughs) I created something different. Barbershop owner doing it. (laughs) That wild wind got a (laughs) sweet. Create change, man. I see way too many people crying.
0: Create change, man. And we gotta admit, when we don't know something, bro, or know how to do something, the ego's too big. I have people reaching out to me all the time. Like, I'm telling you, my inbox is crazy. I'm just gonna start directing them to you, Will. They're like, (laughs) yo, (laughs) right? They're just like, yo, I can't hire barbers, and I I, nobody wants to work anymore. I got a shop, and we got all this walk-in traffic, or I got a great opportunity, and I always ask them, like, all right, well, what are you doing so far to hire barbers? Like, how are you hiring them? Well, I've posted online a few times. But, but and here's the thing about that, right. Will, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's these same people that mm-hmm. that posted online a few times and now they don't have success doing it. So now when you got somebody who's thinking about opening their own shop, they come across this person and this person's like, you know, nah, you're going to struggle to find barbers and, and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, they just did. They don't know how to do it. I'll give you an example of uh, something that I went through. Right mm-hmm. back when I I opened a shop back in the day, I ended up closing it down. I prefer mm-hmm. to have my one shop right now. I'm cool with it. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Right, but mm-hmm. I had opened the second shop, and mm-hmm. when I went to uh, open the second shop, when I went to the location, there was a guy that was cutting in there. It was him, and he had two open spaces. Just him though. He was sitting in there mm-hmm. and, and, and with his wife. Right, so. Mm-hmm. He was getting ready to leave the location. So I went to meet with the landlord. So mm-hmm. as I'm going to meet with the landlord, I'm walking by and the dude sees me going to walk in the shop or in the because the, it was next to the liquor store. And that's where I was meeting mm-hmm. with the owner. And uh, he's like, yo, yo. And I stopped for a minute. He's like, you need a haircut. And so I'm like, let me go walk in real quick. Right. So I walk in. I uh, I say, what's up to him? He's like, you need a haircut, bro. And he just had this weird energy and I'm mm-hmm. like, nah, I, I don't need a haircut, but I'm actually, I'm going to meet with the the landlords. I'm going to be the one that's taking this over when you leave. And, uh, he just started going in on me. He's like, don't waste your time. And I'm like, why you say that? And he's like three months. Most you'll last three months here at the most and, wow. and, and you'll close down. And I said, why you say that? He's like, nobody wants to spend money here. Nobody comes in. He's had all these excuses, right? So I'm like, well, what do you do like, as far as marketing and, and, and stuff? And he just completely avoided that question, went into something else. So at that point, I'm like, all right, I already see his energy. I already know that he ain't, he ain't doing nothing with nothing, right? So I just heard him out for a minute or whatever, and I was just like, you know, nice to meet you, whatever. I go talk to the landlord. We figure it out. He ends up um, moving out. I end up moving in. Bro, we blossomed over there. Right. For a few years, blossom, booming. We were on a street where the traffic was nonstop all day. We had a Cumberland Farms next door. We had Mm -hmm. this place called Chicken Joe's that all the college students come to was popping. We had a car wash. We had a Dunkin' Mm -hmm. Donuts right next door. We Mm -hmm. had all of these businesses that are operating there. So for me, it was like, okay, if you're not busy here, there's just something you're not doing. Right. Right. So me entering this situation, having my marketing skills at a time, my hustle, my grind, my little bit of knowledge, I was able to build up. At one point we had eight of us in there. We were Mm -hmm. we were booming. There was eight of us in there. Mm-hmm. crushing it everybody was busy everybody was making money but i i say all that because again at, at a certain point sometimes we just got to admit that we just don't know how to do certain things it's okay to not know so yeah. if you don't know how to hire people how to recruit people you don't know these things and and your way of doing them as a barbershop owner is posting online or if you're mm-hmm. not a barbershop owner and you just think to yourself look i don't know how i would hire barbers that's okay You can learn. And then once you learn, you can go through the process and guess what? You could ultimately build something that creates that passive income for you. and creates Mm -hmm. so many opportunities for you to be able to live this life that you guys say that you want, that, that freedom, that, that flexibility and all that stuff that you guys uh, say you want.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you, you hit it right on the head, man. It's, it's, it's the leader, man, at the end of the day. <laughs> Everything rises or falls on leadership, man. A country, a household. Here's the thing, right? And I don't know if I spoke about this before. One of the greatest lessons I ever learned in my life was your business, your, your house is your first business. Most people's house ain't in order, so their business can't be in order. The first place you learn to communicate is with your spouse, if you have one. Then you learn how to handle your kids with kids' gloves. That's how you have to handle your barbers. But learning how to communicate effectively and inspiring people and leading by example is something barbers shy away from. We want to tell people what to do rather than show them. Their actions will always speak louder than your words. It's that
0: damn ego, bro.
1: I'm telling you. Listen, y'all, I've been cutting for 10 years and listen, this is what you got to do. Nah, say, Hey man, do you mind if I show you something? I started a video with that. It got 11 million views. I was teaching basic fundamentals, but people were like, I love the way he communicates. He's gentle. I wish I had a teacher like that. I wish somebody would talk to me like that. I had a lady call me the other day at the school. She said, I want to transfer to your school. I got to go get my transcript, but I want to start in September. I said, okay, cool. Let's do it. She said, but wait, I want to tell you why. I said, why? She said, the school I'm at now, the teacher is an ex-correctional officer. I feel like an inmate, not a classmate.
0: Mm.
1: And I said, yo, so true. All of our problems, I believe, can be solved with better leadership and situational awareness and the ability to communicate. But it's not taught. Where, If you don't learn how to communicate, where are you, you going to go to get it? Where are you going to get it? Somebody got to teach you or train you or you got to read some books or something. Nah, we ain't trying to read no books. We'd rather watch YouTube. We think a better haircut is the better way. And it's not. I'm sorry. (laughs) Right. And it's just, it just is what it is, man. So, you know, if you grow as a leader, your bit, your life gets better in every area. I'm a better father, a better husband, a better business person, a better teacher, a better owner, a better friend, Leadership is the way, man. We gotta start paying attention and becoming better leaders for sure. If the
0: haircut was the determinant factor, guys. Every bar if, would be rich. If, if the haircut was a determinant factor, there would not be eighteen hundred and fifty sports clips, right? Four thousand four hundred and forty great clips, mm. two thousand two hundred and twenty supercuts.
1: Y'all all the haircut was bash the their
0: haircuts. Every, right. Everybody I know says, well, go to sports clips then. Go yeah. to supercuts yeah. then. Go to great clips. Great clips got 4,440 locations. Yep. So if it was solely dependent on the haircut, how could that happen? How could that exist? How would they stay open? Right. Here's another
1: thing I want to touch on too, Mar success. Loves speed. Success loves speed. You know when supercuts. You know their business model. Anybody who's ever worked there will tell you this: you have to get the haircut done in fifteen minutes. You have to get the haircut done in fifteen minutes. That's yeah, their like, business they, model. They, if they
0: last longer than that. They, they get in trouble.
1: Yeah, you're, they train you fifteen minutes and they're out of here. You got to get done in fifteen minutes, or you get a deduction in pay because you're you're messing up their business model. But we think taking an hour is detail. Nothing is more valuable than a person's time. We see it every day in business. Speed kills. It kills in sports. It crushes in business. Speed, man. Yep. I see somebody got my boy John Maxwell. That's that. Any leadership books. You can study John Maxwell. I've studied him for the last 12 years. I read over 20 of his books. I've been to over five seminars. I'm a certified leader, speaker, and trainer on his team.
0: Stop watching so many YouTube tutorials on how to do blurry fades and start listening to some John C. Maxwell audiobooks. No, and start I'm signing up for his courses and classes. I
1: train, I train his leadership lessons on Tuesday nights. I have... Six. I have five, six people on there. I don't even market this because it's only for people who are serious, who DM me and are serious. And all of them are shop owners except for one. But she's an aspiring beauty bus owner. She does eyebrows. Her life is transformed in the past year. She's been on, on with me every single week. We don't stop. I actually wanted to when I first opened the school because I knew my life was going to be busy. But they... Asked me not to because it was changing her life. So I did not Tuesday night, tomorrow night, I'll be on eight o'clock, but that's what we, that's what we do, man. We, we train people to be better leaders and it's transforming their lives in every area of their lives. Ain't nothing like growth, man
0: absolutely and i see uh, somebody said great clips is is 13 minutes and then uh uh, "Uh, haircut done 15 minutes i have to fix the next day where where i'm at and i get it bro i i i get why we value the art of it and we are the type that want to you know uh uh be the the best Mm -hmm. hair cutter possible and there ain't nothing wrong with that there's not guys but at the same time what you have to understand your ability to be able to to charge more and your ability to be able to, to acquire more clients and things of that nature. Yes. The haircut is definitely a por- an important part of that, but there are just so many other variables. And I I hate to break it to you. I say this all the time and I'm going to continue saying it. If you just step outside guys yes. and you look around and you, what you will see is people like will look at will's haircut Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Look at Marv's haircuts. Right. Okay. These ain't going to blow you away. Right. But it's good enough for us to be able to walk around in public with. (laughs) And you're going to see a lot of people out in public walking around with haircuts that me and you will look at and say, What is that? I just explained this earlier when I was on my live. I was in Jacksonville this past weekend for four days, right? Mm -hmm. I went, number one, I went to a barbering event. And I'll be honest with you, there weren't many haircuts at the barbering event that blew me away, right? Yeah. But aside from the barbering event, everywhere I went in Jacksonville, I went a bunch of places. Went to the ocean, had a bunch of people in the hotel I stayed at. We went out to eat. There were people out to eat. I, I had a layover in Baltimore both times on the way down and the way back in the airport. You guys been in the airport before? It's pretty busy in the airport, right? Mm-hmm. Nonstop in the airport. In the airport, as I looked around on my way down and my way back, because, guys, this is the type of time I'm on now because I'm trying to make points. So these are things I'm looking for. As I'm looking around, there wasn't nobody I seen with haircuts that would blow me and you away, guys. They None. were just regular haircuts. People were happy with. I seen some good ones. And I seen some where it's just looking Crazy. Mm-hmm. Right, and I say all that again, not to say that you shouldn't at all care about the haircut. No, you should absolutely. But what what's going to allow you to be able to charge more, right? What's going to allow you to be busier? What's going to allow you to be able to become a shop owner and and and, and open a shop that people want to come to? Is not just you being good at cutting hair. It's all the other intangibles that are so much more important than the blur of the fade.
1: Yeah. I tell, I tell people all the time, right? Technical skills make you some money, but soft skills earn you the big bills, the soft skills, time management, right? Being, being a likable individual, communicating well with people. I have people, in my life that have put me in rooms and positions and made phone calls for me because they like the person that I am. I may never be the person, person like Will's the greatest barber in the world. My God, he's so dope. This and this and that. Come on, man. But I'm making an impact. That's what makes the income, the impact you impact people. I've took the long route, man. I've been in the game 15, 16, 17 years. I heard Oprah Winfrey say the average success story in America takes 17 years. Mm. We're trying to get it done in 17 days. <laughs>
0: How do I make six figures of barber
1: in year one? Right. And it's like, bro, it's like, yo. And then you just, it's about the journey. There's so much to learn, right? It's about the journey. So much to learn. So you just have to go through learn grow develop serve help evaluate learn people always say experience is the best teacher and i'm like yes and no my mentor taught me better than that evaluated experiences see we go through stuff we experience it every day but if you never sit down and evaluate why it happened are you really getting better that's what marv spoke to earlier he said we make decisions based on limited data we develop hardcore beliefs off of limited data Limited data. And it's like, yo, you have to give stuff time. We try something for a week and we're like, this ain't it. It's like, nah, you gotta give it a little bit more than that. If you planted a seed, does the plant grow in a week? No, it don't. So I mean, it's just you you gotta give things time, you gotta collect data, you gotta make adjustments. Um, but you know, like more, let's open up for some questions, man. Yeah, got uh, any questions.
0: Yeah, guys, shoot your uh, questions in. Will, I'm thinking we we stay live for about two hours. You cool with that? Yeah. We're at an hour 35 right now, so like another 25 minutes.
1: Yeah, let's get some questions.
0: Guys, I hope you guys are enjoying this. If you are, if you haven't done so already, if you're watching on your phone, take a screenshot, share it to your story, tag me Mm -hmm. and Will in it. Um, Let us know you're loving it. If you're watching it on a computer, which I know a lot of you probably are, take a Mm -hmm. picture with your phone, share it to your story. Tag us in it. Let the people know that we're giving value. And again, uh, me and Will, regardless if you agree with us or you disagree with us, Mm -hmm. we're always going to give it to you guys as real as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. Speak our truth as real as we possibly can. And me and Will, we click so much because we're both probability people. Mm -hmm. So when we're sharing information with you, we're sharing information uh, based on probability. Yeah. Right. Like w- we're sharing strategies, we're sharing insights because we want to give you guys the best chances of success, you mm-hmm. know? And, and it's it's like, it, it, I always say this like uh, the other day, sometimes people will look at Marvy Marv or Will Stam, and Marvy Marv, Marv w- will say, you know, you shouldn't jump out of an airplane 10,000 feet in the air without a parachute because you're going to die. You right. know and there are some people out there that will hear that and say well that's not always true. In fact, right. I know I know a couple people that actually survived, you could look it up and it's like obviously, bro. Obviously. But we're trying to share with y'all probability and the probability of you dying after jumping out of a plane 10,000 feet in the air without a parachute is really high. In the same sense, The probability of you leaving from school or six months into your career, just jumping into a suite because you had one bad experience at a barbershop, there's a good chance that you're going to struggle, struggle. And it's going to be a lot harder than you thought. And it's not going to create what you thought it was going to create. And if you're like most people, you're going to feel isolated and alone Mm -hmm. and bored. Are there people that love it? Sure. Sure absolutely there are certain types of personality types that they go and do it and it's and it's perfect sure but again me and will speak the probabilities and just knowing Mm -hmm. humans most humans cannot just deal with that sort of isolation when you're a beginner barber no clientele in a suite sitting there Mm -hmm. all by yourself day after day after day it gets to you so that's yeah. why we share some of the stuff we shared. I know yeah. we'll want to say some. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and
1: more, and more. There was I, I wanna I wanna go like I wanna talk about some of these things people be saying in the comments. Like I'm not running from no smoke, man. People say, Well, y'all are shop owners and you're scared of barbers opening suites. But we can all agree, right? Let, let's talk about it, man. Cause I, I, I don't even want to beat around the bush. I want to get right to the information. Because people say you guys are scared because you're shop owners of barbers opening suites. But they also say suites are hard work. And they also say if you don't have the clientele, don't do it. There will always be new people entering the industry. And they cannot go to suites right out the bat. Where do they have to go? To the barbershop. It's where they got to go. So if I'm creating a business, I want to get access first, not last. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. there's always going to be new people entering the industry. When they enter industry, most times where they're going to go, they got to go learn under a barber at a barbershop or they have to go to barber school. So I'm going to the new people. The stuff we say is going to talk to the new people to help them from making major mistakes. Cause an influencer will mislead you. You know why? Cause he needs your money to stay open. The suite's not making enough. He's going to have to sell you a class or an online course or or something like that, right? And he's going to have to make it seem like he's got it going on when he probably doesn't, right? And then when you guys go and you see these classes, here's another thing I hate too. They get the interview from you before you apply the information and use you as leverage to get them more people. You don't even know if the information they told you works yet. Mm. And they keep doing it because they need to keep making money off of other people. It's like, yo, I can give you some information. I just showed you Chase. I told y'all the scenario. He's on here and he told you he bought the barbershop, bought it. Not, oh, oh, you know what I mean? I ain't get no, no, no interview with him about that. He can come on here and say it, but it's real life examples of that stuff where these people's lives have changed. I, I see so many people they are like, oh, yo, what you think about the class? And they take a bunch of pictures and a bunch of videos. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it was lit. But they didn't even give the information a chance to work. Go get a result. Then tell me you helped somebody. Mm. Right? So it's like people, you because they, they, they keep doing this stuff because they have to generate more ways to make money. And then you can always spot it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you the major keys, right? People say, oh, now taking new clients. Well, I wonder why. Why did you ever stop? Right. Why'd you ever stop taking new clients? Right. Isn't that how you scale new generation? No, I mean, new leads into your business. Isn't that the lifeblood of any business? So you just going to cut your books off. And now you opening them back up. Now you opening them back up because nobody bought them classes this month. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, let's call a spade a spade, man. We, 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 Barbers. Oh, I charge this. You go on there and all their books open wide open. It's like, come on, bro. Like, what are we doing here?
0: Y'all got to stop believing everything you see online. You got to oh, understand, guys. Check, that man. You got to fact check. You got to just because somebody posts something doesn't mean it's true. I don't know if you guys like forget that when it comes to online. Like people right. lie. People lie. And they they lie, especially when they know it will get them clicks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like fact check some stuff before you just believe it. And this is, again, why I keep telling you guys, you got to stop just staring at your screen and get in tune with actual people, like actual people, people. instead of just yeah. believing everything that pops up in your feed. Oh, I know this one barber. He makes 25K a month behind the chair. No, the hell he don't. No, he, do- no, he does oh. not. He'll not think from cutting it. hair behind the chair. He does not make 25K a month. No, he does not, bro. Not in no way, shape, or form. Yeah, look at it. He posted. I don't care what he posts. Run some math, bro. He's not making 25K from a suite behind his chair. There's other, if that is the case, there's other revenue streams, not them cutting hair. They ain't, there ain't people driving two and a half hours to come see him and pay him $400 a cut. Y'all need to stop believing this. This gets said because. It's it's interesting. It's shocking because it gets somebody to sign up.
1: It gets somebody to sign up for the new class,
0: right? Guys, we got to fact check. People
1: are like, people are like, see, this is the problem I have with it, right? Too many people want to brand build instead of build an actual brand, right? There's like social media has been like a gift and a curse because people can go online and put whatever they want out there. Before social media, you had to actually walk up and find out. I tell people, like, you think I'm lying? Pull up on me. Marv's been to a couple of my Airbnbs. He's been to my school. He's been to my shop. All of the stuff that I talk about, Marv has been to those places. They're real. He doesn't let me come get on his platform for nothing. He's like, yo, I see what's going on here. So it's just like you got to fact check people. I can't just hit Marv up in a DM. Yo, bro, let's go live. Marv's going to be like, bro, no. (laughs) Like, what have you done? You know what I'm saying? But he's earned that right. He's built an audience by truth telling and talking about things that other people are scared to talk about. So it's just like, yo, like you have to fact check stuff. Yeah. I like, guess like it's it's crazy, right? We'll be like, all right, this man, this is dope. And then barbers are always like they never admit their losses or their failures. And they're like, oh, I moved on to the next thing. And everybody's in the comments, yeah, bro. I'm proud of you. Bro, what? What have like? I was taught longevity breeds credibility. Longevity breeds credibility. Anybody can be hot for a season. Mm -hmm. Anybody can be hot for a season. Can you sustain it? Mm -hmm. We see businesses come and go all the time, right? Might make you a little money, might get a little come up. But eventually, if you're faking it until you make it, you only can fake it until you get found out. Once people find out, now your credibility shot.
0: Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah. Let's answer a few questions. And okay. uh, I know me and you could rant. We, yeah, we like to give sure. long in depth answers. Let's try to answer a few of these and uh, try to give them like quick, you know, the, the 30, 60 second gotcha. Instagram reel answers so we can try to get through a handful of them. So, um, yeah. uh, when is that course coming on how to open a barber school? I'm ready. Hit Will up. Hit him up. <laughs> Hit him up. This is what you do. DM bug, Will. Bug me for it. Yeah, bug me for it. Listen, but I, I got to it's say mentorship all right there you we're go. putting something yeah. together we mentioned this last conversation yeah. where we're yeah. putting something together where we're going to mentor uh people uh and, and it's going to be dope right so if you guys oh. are interested in working with me and will and what we're building um dm either one of us or both of us and say mentorship so that way we can put you on the list to be able to reach out um yeah. to you to to involve you, you. But we I talked I about two
1: main things right and here's the here's the dynamic duo right We all can cut hair and stuff, right? Marv can teach you cutting. I can teach you cutting, right? But Marv is going to teach you all of the marketing stuff. I'm going to teach you all the leadership stuff. Those are how you build large businesses. So Mm. that's just a little insight.
0: Yes, sir. So Marcus, will handle this one. Uh, What's the most effective way to build clientele as an apprentice in a new shop?
1: As an apprentice... And okay, and a new show is the most effective way to build a clientele. All right, obviously, if you pick a good location, that helps you by default, right? What I like to do is I like to go and give out free samples. I love the Chick Fil A model, right? Because all you're trying to do is get people to see your skill set, right? If you tell people like, "Yo, I'm fifty dollars," but they don't know you, they haven't heard your name. It's a hard conversation to have. But if you say, "Look, man, I'm new to the area," And I want an opportunity to see if I can earn you as a client. I'll give you a free haircut, but here's the catch. You got to come today. Just all oh, you, you want people in your seat, right? I gave the guy last time we did this, right? There was a guy, he was like, he was doing something at night and he was like, when did I get a good time to go full time to the shop? I'm like, yo, charge less if you have to, because you need to make the transition. Now, apprentice, that's going to depend on your skill. I'm not really a fan of the apprentice model unless you're under a really, really dope barber who knows his stuff and can teach you. I think apprentice is just a cop-out for a shop owner to get some rent. I I, I really do. Hey, hey, No, no,
0: no, because that's what I do in my shop. No, I <laughs> I, I, I want to say something because I agree with Will 100%. Yeah. I think in a lot of instances, the uh, apprentice uh, model can be a cop-out and you can mm-hmm. end up under some um, real crappy uh, leadership and in a real crappy mm-hmm. system. You know, I, I'm just lucky because in my state of New York, we can do that. And mm-hmm. that's the way I've uh, uh, built up my shop, right? Like mm-hmm. my younger cousin Apprentice under me. Mm-hmm. I had a few clients that were at spots in their career where, um, they weren't happy with what they're doing, and I knew they would be good barbers because I looked at character. And I know mm-hmm. certain things can't be taught, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I know haircutting mm-hmm. can be, so mm-hmm. I end up apprenticing them, and they're in the shop, and we got like such a dope team. So it it, it, it has worked, but mm-hmm. I would also argue I'm the anomaly in this situation, mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. why I understand what, what Will's saying that he's not. A huge I've
1: heard fan I've, fan I've, I've, I've apprenticed somebody.
0: somebody, barbers. If you don't already, make sure you follow at will stam on all social media platforms stam spelled s-t-a-m-m my homie will is doing some amazing things in the barber industry and he's got a a lot of really really cool stuff coming up so you're going to want to stay posted on everything that he has going on also take a screenshot share this to your story tag me tag will let us know your thoughts so that way we can show you some love. We appreciate you for listening to this entire conversation. And make sure you share it with a friend, too. If you feel like you got a lot of value out of it, which I'm sure you have if you're this deep into the convo. So make sure you uh, send it to a friend and then tell a friend to tell a friend. All right. And also, one last thing before we get back into the episode, you already know. Stop by itsmarvymarv.com. If you haven't already, go ASAP. Check out some of the barbering apparel. Got a whole bunch of cool stuff in there. Check out my courses I got at com, and take advantage of the free resources we got available to download. All right. So let's get back into the podcast and let's finish this thing up.
1: Right. And here here is, here, here is uh, what happened. I apprenticed him at my first location. He stayed with me seven years, ultimately became a manager. He owns a shop now.
0: I couldn't let him get away with that, Frankie. Right. He I had to be like owned, one of these sweet owners owned, that was like, you know, <laughs> you can be successful. Hey, me and Marv can agree to disagree and we can argue too. I
1: mean, yeah, hey, facts. listen, one thing about Marv and myself, we feel strongly about how we feel and we're not scared to say it. Facts. Most people are like, oh, I don't want to offend nobody. I don't want to say this. I don't want to ruffle no feathers. Man, if you stand on what you believe in, man, stand on that, please. Like, can we raise men again? Yeah, so it's not being cowards, and all, I, 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 I mean, we toe tapping. Listen, man, we just know, let
0: like, everything fly. We tolerate bro. everything, set no boundaries, yeah, have I mean, no It's beliefs, Like, come on, you dog, know, do what's out. best for you. Yeah, right. all that do that what's shit. best for you. I don't
1: want to hurt your feelings. Yeah, yeah. It's like, come to on, bro. Own,
0: different strokes. I tell, I moments. tell no, I think people, it's a
1: stupid idea <laughs> I tell people all the time. Listen, I don't agree with that. You can still go do it anyway, but I'm yeah. on record that I do not agree. Point blank, Love period, it. man. You don't have to agree with me all the time. I don't agree with a lot of the stuff people do. Some of the stuff I think is goofy, but hey, it is what it is. Right? That's what you want to do. Cool. Just make sure you own them results when you get them too, though. Mm.
0: All
1: right. Don't play the blame game now. Right? Mm. So where was I at, Marv? I was saying something. Oh, about the yeah. apprenticeship, right? Yeah. By the uh, apprenticeship model. One of the guys he apprenticed under me, he got his license, got him a career, got him whipped, and now he owns a barbershop. Right. I have multiple people who grew up in my shop. And when I say grew up, like fresh from barber school, grew up in my shop and they own shops now. I have guys who grew up in my shop and they went and got suites. A couple of them drive trucks now. Mm. A couple of them do mobile barbering. A couple of them went and got jobs. So when I speak on certain stuff, I'm not speaking on stuff that didn't hasn't happened. I got some guys who work in my shop temporarily and then they just decided I wanted to be by myself. That's cool. And they own sweets. I mean, they don't own sweets, but they rent them. Right. So that's cool too. So I, I, I'm speaking from knowing what I'm talking about as far as how it goes. Right. But the as model far as that's
0: worse than the sweet model that me and the type of model that me and Will don't like, you know, that version of sweet model, the one model that's worse than that is the mobile barber model. That might, mo- yes. that that, that makes no sense at all. Don't even think about it.
1: Yeah. It's, it's you know I mean? crazy to me. And they're like, and then, and then, especially in Atlanta, Georgia, they're like, well, why don't you open a mobile shop? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to sit in an hour and a half of traffic for a hundred bucks an hour and a half later. No, sir. And I got dropped. Unless all your people on one side of town, ta- just put a shop over there, fam. Like,
0: Mobile barber idea oh. is the worst idea in the barber industry. You can put me on record as saying it, and you can send all the mobile barbers for me if you want to. I actually know a few of them. I think they're pretty cool people, but that <laughs> model is the dumbest model I've ever
1: heard. Man, what? <laughs>
0: But I, but they'll get on
1: Instagram. Hey, I make this much money, and I'm just like, where's the facts, bro?
0: He blessed. Didn't you open? Didn't you just open a barbershop, though, homie? This is my guy. He yo, his uh, mobile joint is fire. It's mad nice. The, the uh, actual mobile, I think he just opened the shop. Shout-outs to d Bless. He said, hey, Marv. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> hey, me and Marv have no
1: filter, man. It, it, it's it, it, it's all good. So, Well, somebody it, got a question for you. Yeah. Did you finish yeah. your
0: point, or am I cutting you off? Did, no, no, did you no, no. That's your... good. Yeah, I was okay. pretty
1: good, man. I just said apprenticeship model is just, if you're not under the right barber, it ends up, you get 300 hours and they never give you your books. Never, and then you never learn a the theory. You can't pass a test. It's just... It's drama. I got a guy right now who wants me to train him to take the state test because he worked under an apprenticeship model and he got all he got is hours. He said, like, Well, I don't know nothing. I said, Well, I'm sorry. But he paid boot rent for two years.
0: Yeah. D Bless says, See, I told you, my homie said, Hey, I have the mobile shop. He had the mobile shop. He just opened his barber shop. Guess what's going to happen to that mobile shop? D Bless, hey, move smarter now, dog. You know what I'm saying, bro? Oh, <laughs> uh, my gosh. Yo, he's crushing. That's my homie right there. But I'm um, yeah, so proud. <laughs> Bakari keeps said, uh, how to leverage Google to work for us, like reviews. I heard Will say leverage to get more leads. How does one do that? What are leads for more clientele? My shop is right in front of a mall.
1: Okay. So there's a couple things you can do for leads, right? You can I always tell every barber to use Google, it's just a free resource, right? And then I tell barbers in the shop, right? Instead of getting on like these these uh platforms and stuff, getting your reviews there where they market to your competition. Have your clients write a Google review for the shop you work at and just mention your name. Mm -hmm. Google is the top search engine in the world, not your mobile barber app. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And Google is local. It's right there. It's going to get you businesses that are right there. I tell all my barbers, Hey man, go, go get a Google review and just have your name mentioned in it. It generates more leads than they ever imagined. So, that's how you leverage Google, right? The other thing is leverage the relationships you have. When you do a dope haircut, tag the person in the Instagram post. They're going to share it. Some people, you may you may find you a micro-influencer that you didn't even know was a micro-influencer. If he reshares your post, you just borrowed his influence, which is a form of leverage. Right? You're leveraging your network right? So you can do that as well. Also, I tell people, go to local spaces, right? Where they have restaurants and businesses and stuff. Go get a relationship. Relationships create the best leverage. Relationships and money, right? But you need both, right? Money alone can't do it. You need relationships. If you can leverage relationships, it will pay you dividends in ways you never imagined. I have one client who has referred me over 60 people. One person. It's crazy <laughs> i tell him i said look i need to get you stock in my business you know what I man so i made him my business partner on some real estate deals so he, he got it back we're like the best of friends but you can leverage relationships he's referred me all in people over the years and time and time again you can you can create leverage that way you also can use um what i was saying so i said google obviously you need your own self-promotion you're gonna you're gonna need that And then develop an incentive for your clients too, right? If they give them a free haircut, if they send somebody, right? All you need is a new lead. It's up to you to make that count. Okay. So those are a couple ways that you can leverage.
0: And just to pay back, don't cost you anything. Yep. And to piggyback off, off of what, uh, some of what he said, uh, the Google with the name in the review, those reviews are bro. They work phenomenal. Cause you got to think about it. If you're searching up, say you're going to find a tattoo, you want to get a new tattoo artist and your Google search tattoo shop near me and the sh- tattoo shops pop up and you see one with nice photos that's close to you and you click it and it keeps saying, Will was the best. Will did an amazing job. Will's tattoos are fire. They go the Will for years. Who are you going to book with? You're gonna click the website. You can see all these other people. You're gonna book with Will, right? So that is one key element that you definitely mm-hmm. want to make sure you add. If you don't own the Google My Business for the shop you work in, now if mm-hmm. you do own the Google My Business for the shop that you have, I would say invest money into ads mm-hmm. and and come with some come up with something that's like a, a strong statement. So for example, when I was running Google Ads and I in my shop that I had in Troy, I would put. Come see why this is the best barbershop in Troy. Something bold like that, right? Mm-hmm. And I would run 10, 20 bucks a day. And guess yep. what that did? It My phone would ring at least five to 10 times a day with new people looking to book an appointment. Are people yep. walking in? And I asked them, how did you find us? They said Google, right? So, again, to piggyback off of Will, what Will's saying, Google, if you can get good with Google… Um, yeah. Some of the social media stuff he said works as well. Again, Mm -hmm. shameless plug. I do a marketing course, social media marketing course. So uh, come work with me, Course Family. Shout out to all of y'all in here. If you Mm -hmm. do want to sign up for my course, DM me after we get off this live. Say Course Promo. I'll give you some money off, Mm -hmm. give you incentive to sign up, all right? But social media is super powerful. You got Google, social media, and then like Will said, the free haircuts. If you can get good with that, It's it's a wrap. You don't need more than that when it comes. to Your clients are your your best
1: marketing strategy. Your own clients are your best marketing strategy, because they have influence in their network already. If you get them to say, "Yo, go to my guy," that's about as done as a deal as it gets, and it costs you nothing. And then ask for referrals. You you have not because you ask not. That's a fact. You don't ask for Google reviews. You don't ask for referrals. You just nice like that, so people are gonna see this post and that's it. Ego, asking yeah. you have you have not because you ask not. You gotta ask for it, people, and that's why I think people struggle so much. Nobody asks for help.
0: Yeah, Period. that ego. The ego, y'all. Figure out we would rather one. not. We would rather remain dumb than look dumb. For sure. We would rather. We would rather not. Know the answer than to feel embarrassed, bro. Ask the question. Ask for stuff. If you don't have the Google review, bro, your clients love you. They will leave yeah, the review man, for they sure. Love you, I got you
1: a, know? I got a, I got a girl. Right, she, she is, she's on my team now. She's been with me about three weeks, and she worked at a shop that paid her fourteen dollars an hour. She's in my crossover program. I said, look, man, come over here on this side. It's different over here. Three weeks now. She's got 15 Google reviews on her mm. Google page. Go look at it. Her name is Miko. She came, she watched me on YouTube years ago and found out I had a school in Atlanta and she signed up right away. And we're changing her skill set almost overnight. She's been with me a couple months. And like, she's on fire right now. And go see the reviews. You'll never claim her as like the best barber you've ever seen. But she got 16 people in her first three weeks calling her name what do you think that's gonna do but you know i don't know nothing.
0: <laughs> i love it um what's your opinion on having additional chairs at your suite
1: you own a barbershop
0: it sounds better calling it a suite than calling it a small <laughs> barbershop right bro y'all listen guys we gotta stop this ego stuff man we got, Is is go come to my suite. It's a small barbershop and that's okay. Right. We, yes. can, we can start small and grow bigger. You know what I mean? It's always yep. interesting to me when I see so many of these people, when we have the sweet conversation, sit here and just solely defend the sweet idea when they're running a small bar. Maybe,
1: maybe we just, maybe we just need to start calling them one chair barbershops.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Facts. Facts. Let's just call it that. <laughs> It's like, bro, I'm not talking like you got two other people, three other people working with you, like you're running the barbershop model.
1: If we call it it a one barbershop chair, a one one barbershop chair, because that's what it is, right? A one chair barbershop. And then if this question is, what is your opinion about adding additional chairs to my one chair barbershop? Great idea. Yeah. Let's (laughs) change the word.
0: (laughs) Great idea. So So shout out to Baha'i. He's course family too. He says, What if the suite is in your house and you're paying your mortgage instead? You mean your
1: one-chair barbershop is in your house?
0: It's a suite, Will. A suite sounds better. Okay, I'm sorry. Your one. If you chair call it a bar- suite, you can charge clients more, remember? No,
1: no, 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 no. So your one barber chair, it's at your house and it's paying your mortgage? I think that's actually pretty suite, smart.
0: People pay premium prices, bro. You remember, that's oh. the rules.
1: Got you. Okay, so what if the... let me, let me me Let me look so I can see it. What if the one chair is in your house? And you're paying your mortgage instead. I think that's great. If that one chair is helping you pay your mortgage and there's no other bill attached to it, dope. And then if you put two more chairs to make sure you have three chairs in your house, if you're okay with inviting people that you may ultimately not like into your house for a business opportunity, if you're willing to take that risk, go right ahead. I totally agree. I'm of the mindset, right? That I, I learned this a long time ago from my man Jim Rohn. He taught me this. He said, as a kid, he said, I believe every kid should own two bicycles, one to ride and one to rent. So if you take that to the barber model, I believe every <laughs> every barber should own one chair and one to rent. At least one
0: to rent. It. Will, how much do you charge for students? You said no financial aid.
1: Uh, its tuition is ten thousand dollars and it's split up over twelve months for full time and eighteen months part time. It's also a thousand dollars for your kit, so it's eleven thousand dollars total. So it costs two thousand dollars down to start the day program, and then seven fifty a month for twelve months. It costs a thousand dollars down to start the night program, and then five fifty six a month for eighteen months.
0: Okay. Uh, what advice do you have for someone? Who has a part-time job and still barbering. Unfortunately, barbering isn't making ends meet, wants to become a barber full-time.
1: Uh, my advice would be learn as much as you can about marketing. I remember Marvy Marv told me that. and changed my life forever.
0: <laughs> so, I love you too,
1: <laughs> He said, bro, learn as much as you can about marketing. I said, okay. So, first thing I did was took his class. Second thing I did was start buying books about marketing third thing i did was attend a conference about marketing fourth thing i did was get over myself and start marketing fifth thing that happened was i gained seventy thousand followers on instagram and eighty four thousand on tiktok
0: barbers did the work yeah i love it what are three books you'll read or you've read about a uh, leadership
1: The 24 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John C. Maxwell. Uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And The Five Levels of Leadership by John Maxwell.
0: Great books. And what I will say, I want to make sure I point this out because I don't want you guys to fall into the trap that I once fell into. Don't become uh, allergic or, or... become addicted to information and allergic to execution. So what I mean when I say that is, Will, is get, he just gave you three books. Don't be the person that just flies through the three books, but don't implement anything that you learned in the three books, right? Alex Ramosey yep. said, it's better to read uh, one book a thousand times than to read yep. a thousand books one time, right? Yep. So the most important thing is when Will gives you these books, mm-hmm. right? Which I agree with those books. I'd share them same ones. Do your best to read it absorb it and most importantly implement it because that's what's going to make a difference
1: the book that changed everything for me was the 15 Invaluable laws of growth by john maxwell it's the i call it the green machine now obviously i'm certified in all this information because i've studied it i've listened to the the all, all the all the all the audio videos i've read all the books i've studied i have worksheets for every single one of these books i've mentioned and i teach them on tuesday nights it's exactly what i do right Tuesday nights, I teach John Maxwell leadership lessons that I've been trained on for years that I've read, listened to, and spoke about numerous times over the last decade and a half. So if you're somebody who maybe reading isn't your thing and you want to get onto that and get trained on that stuff, sign up for Tuesday nights.
0: So how do they do that?
1: They go to my, you can send me uh, a DM saying you want to join my leadership mentorship thing. And I will send you, it's $150 a month. You cannot beat it. I limited it to 10 people. There's six people. So there's only four spots left. So you better get it quick.
0: Mm, I love it. And, uh, what you're going to learn. <laughs> oh my God. On those calls, man. Uh, you can't really put a price on it because it's, it's going to be so impactful on your life that it, it's just one of those things where it's like, damn, I, I would have paid 10 times this if I knew what I was about to get.
1: Oh, and I teach also to the, um, personality stuff that teaches you how to communicate. So I teach communication, leadership, and understanding personality types, because all of that goes into play in leadership. The reason why people struggle is because they, even when they're in a leadership position, they put people in positions that don't take advantage of their best attributes. You can have the right person in the wrong spot and it will hurt your business.
0: People don't DM him on Instagram. DM him to say, yeah, um, "People just don't you know, need?
1: man. They just don't know what they don't know." You know, I have four instructors that I am training right now at my school, and part of our curriculum, like, yeah, we go over to my lady barber educator stuff and all that, and I teach people how to put together quality lesson plans. But you know what they love the most? I teach them John Maxwell leadership. You're not getting that at no barber school. Never they don't even—they don't even know it exists. That's what I teach my teachers. <laughs> they 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 work hard and and respect what I build. They're like, yo, you've changed my life. These dudes are multi-shop owners. Well, I had one dude, man, personally in my office, man, he broke down in tears. He said I changed his relationship with his son. I'm dead serious, man. These people are going through transformations at Pro Fresh Barber Academy. That's why in Georgia, man, we're hot as fish grease because transformation is happening not just fades
0: so again i don't know because me and will we're talking at the same time if you want to join what he's talking about dm him on instagram at will stam and tell him say yo listen i want to do the maxwell thing that you do every tuesday all right and and again if you guys want to work more with us We're putting together, we're working on something that's going to be super dope for you guys. I promise you, you guys are going to absolutely love it. What you do is just DM either one of us and say mentorship. That's it. So we know you want to be a part of the mentorship. And then what's going to happen is we're going to put you on a list. And then once we got it all together, we're going to reach out and then you can become a part of
1: it. We have to finish developing developing it because we want to make it right. We're not just throwing something together. We want to make it right. And we want to make sure that when you come, you can expect to be transformed if you do the work. We're going to lay out the entire business model on how you can take your barbershop game and the mindset on how you view our industry to the next level.
0: So, guys, what did you feel about this conversation? Let us know in the chat if you haven't done so already. Uh, If you're watching on your phone, take a screenshot. Please take a screenshot, share it to your story, tag me and will Stam in it. So we can show you some love. If you're watching mm-hmm. it on your computer, like most of you probably are, take a picture of this, this your computer, share it to your IG story, tag me, tag will Stam yeah. in it yeah. so we can um, show you some love. And again, make sure you uh, DM us and say mentorship. If you want uh, us to put you on the list for the mentorship. Will, I know we, uh, yeah. we were going to do two hours. It's two Oh eight. Uh, you, you trying to leave them with any last thing before we wrap this up?
1: Um, I don't think so, man. I think we touched on it. I know everybody was expecting us to like bash sweets and stuff. That's not what me and Marv are here to do. We're here to give you the entire story. That way you can make an informed decision. Whatever you choose is ultimately up to you. We just want you to be aware. We don't want somebody blowing smoke and you living in a cloud. We want you to, Understand what it is, and if you so be it, say you know what this is the choice I want. By all means, as long as you accept those results, I have no issue whatsoever.
0: Yo, and I love it too because people reached out to me. This is this is what I want you guys to understand too. Uh, I, I want to make sure I say this: you guys got to understand content is just it's it's a different animal, right? And you're mm-hmm. dealing with Marvy Marv, who is learning how to just become better and better and better at content, right? So mm-hmm. when you see me sharing different things and the same thing with will he's getting better and better and better at content we're sharing things to start conversations right so when you have somebody hit me up but a lot of you guys might even think this way i had somebody hit me up earlier it was like yo you need to start you need to also share the pros of uh sweet ownership and share some much success stories and things like that why don't you share that on your page and my response to him was bro i am read through the comments Look at all the comments on all the posts that I've posted and wills posted when it comes to Mm -hmm. sweets. There's a lot of, there's a lot of pros that are being listed from people that have been successful. And then there's Mm -hmm. a lot of cons, not as many cons as I'd want to be shared because a lot of those just make it to the DM, but either way, there's, there's a lot of pros and cons being shared on the piece of content. And the way I explained it to him was if I just went and said, you know, go open a suite type of thing, th- that's right. not going to start the same type of conversation as if I say sweets are a terrible idea for 95% of barbers. That's right. going to get the conversation started. So mm-hmm. I say all that because when you guys are consuming my content and Will's content, Make Mm -hmm. sure you're consuming the content as a whole. I'm doing what I'm doing strategically. From my page, you're going to get a a, a lot of uh, 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 quote-unquote positive stuff or quote-unquote negative stuff, Mm -hmm. which I always say is stuff that either makes you feel good or makes you feel uncomfortable. You're going to get a lot of that. Mm -hmm. You're going to get a lot of pros and cons around a whole bunch of different topics. But don't just focus on what Marvy Marv says in the content or what Will says in the content. Read Mm -hmm. through the comments. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of
1: gold in the comments too. And then there's, like, me and Marv don't just shoot from the hip with this stuff. (laughs) People are in the DMs crying out for help, bro. Like, they're not going to go publicly and say it. But me and Marv are like, yo, bro, we got to help these people. Like, bro, if if we can stop you from wasting years of your life, as leaders, we owe that to you. Facts. As leaders, we owe that to you. The industry needs better leaders, not people just trying to make a dollar. I mean, like we're only trying to help. It's not to insult anybody or tell somebody they're stupid. We're trying to give you the real perspective, because can we be honest? Who's really giving it to you? Who's really giving you the the truth? I ain't found them really. <laughs> yeah. The truth. It's all hey. come to this event. Come do this. Buy this class. Come do this. Come sign up for this. Come do this. Come do. This. And it's like, bro. Okay. 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 But where's the truth at it's hidden. You know why? Cause most people are struggling in private. And they're trying to, oh, I got to just get one more. If I just get one more, if I just get one more, if I just post one more testimony, if I just, and it's like, yo, where's the realness at? I ain't seen a person talk about a failure in years. So everybody winning, huh? Everybody got it going on? Everything everybody doing is great, huh? Come on, man, that don't even make sense. Eight out of 10 people, won one bad barbershop day from poverty. And we talking about, yeah, it's lit. It's great for me. It's great for me. I see people on Facebook every day. Marriage on the rocks. Oh, 10 years and loving it. Next week, divorce. Like, come on, man. People say anything for attention. Social media is a new high. People do anything for likes. Me and Marv just happen to be the people that's going to tell you the truth. And some people, they get hit and they holler. And it's like, yo, man, I'm sorry. (laughs) I can back up my statements. So it is what it is.
0: I love it. Barbers. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation again, tag us in a story post. Let us know you loved it. If you're interested in working more with us, DM us and say mentorship. If you want to sign up for wills weekly calls, the leadership calls, DM him and make sure you mention that to him. And Mm -hmm. if you want to join my social media course, so you can learn how to market, not just on social media, but off social media as well. There's a whole lot of game in the course. Um, DM me and say you want to join the course and I'll hook you up. All right. So if you ain't got nothing left for them, well, I think we gave them a, a great conversation. They seem to love it.
1: Yeah, Frank. Barbers! Five phase. All right, everybody. All right. So good, man. So as long as you guys are getting uh getting value, man, I, I enjoyed it, man. Authentic and being real. That, that's at the core of a, who a leader is, man. Transparency and authenticity. I mean, it just is what it is, man. You, you got to tell people the real stuff. Um, and, you know, it's just that's what me and Marv do. We get right down to it, man. We don't run from no questions. We're not running from no disagreements like people got something to say. Hey, man, come come speak your mind. It's fine. Like, listen, I will disagree with you and still be your friend. I'm so serious. I ain't got to hate you. I'm I'm too busy worrying about what I got going on. I ain't worried about, but I do want to, I have a responsibility. And if I want to call myself a leader, I have a responsibility to tell the truth. That's all I'm
0: trying to do. That's it. And you're doing a great job of it, Will. Farmers! <laughs> I appreciate, uh, appreciate y'all for tapping in. Until next time, keep chasing greatness, keep pushing. And uh, we'll tap in with y'all soon. I'll hit you up. Will we we we, we, talk off for the cameras? (laughs) Appreciate (laughs) y'all, barbers, barbers.